Hello everyone, this is Trevor. I'm joined here by Logan, and we're going to be discussing the Week 8 of the NFL's 2023 season regarding our post-Week 8 power rankings, as well as later on in the episode we will give our Week 9 predictions. Um, and, and we will, I'm going to notate this now and probably at the end of the episode, we will probably have a little edited extension featuring Brandon's thoughts of Week 8, his power rankings, and predictions on Week 9 at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that, please, and make sure you're checking out his Windy City Report series on the Chicago Bears. Um, just awesome content to get out there, and we hope you guys enjoy all the NFL content and stuff we're getting pushed out, and stay tuned for a Giants episode. We should have that up probably right after this one, um, or a day after or so. We'll schedule them accordingly, but like I said, getting into week eight, it was a strange week eight. Mm-hmm. It, it was. Kicking off from Thursday, October 26th, in Buffalo, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will take the L against the Buffalo Bills, 18-24. to Logan, what were your thoughts on this game? I watched it in its entirety. I would like to hear your thoughts first. So this one, I didn't really watch. I was working this this day. I didn't really watch it that in depth. But from what I got out of it, it's just that the Bills are a better team than them. The Bucks are, you know, they're not a bad team, so to say. But they're just not as dominant as these other teams. You can see they're clearly outclassed by teams like Buffalo, teams like the Eagles. That They just... You know, they almost came back. It, it got close there for a second, but if you really were watching the game, you, you could see that they were never really in it. Yeah, I agree with that statement. And one thing I will say is um, Keyshawn Vaughn and uh, what's the other? Rashad White. Yeah, Rashad White. Those guys actually, Rashad White showed up. Like, he was making good plays, had a decent game. Seven catches, 70 yards. Yeah, he was having a really, like, honestly, one of his better performances I've seen. Trey Palmer was all right. The guy that really stumbled me a little bit, he still had a decent game, was Mike Evans. Had two big drops in the game. Um, the defense really... they Honestly, they put up the best fight they probably could have against this defense. offense. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good defense. Held him to 24. Josh Allen still had a really nice game. Yeah, so did, did Stefan Diggs. But um, the story of, honestly, this game was... Is it time... Is, is it time for Baker to come out? They're three and four. They're not trending upwards in any direction because no. of the hindering offense. Do we maybe see Kyle Trask going forward? I don't think just yet because we have seen good from Baker. Um, he's really good on third down. He's really good on. Th- he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league on third down statistically. I I I, I get where you're coming from. I, I can see if a Bucks fan would think that, but I, I wouldn't say that just yet. But you know, if we get to what is it? We're going to the week nine now. If we get to week eleven, week twelve, week thirteen, they're three and th- and they're like four and six, four yeah. and seven, so something like that. They're like okay, like let's see what we got here. But right now, I think they're still they're what one game back from five hundred. Big like if Baker tees up for two more games, I, they can right back in it. So I think you gotta stick with Baker right now. But in a couple weeks, if it still is you know trending like it looks like right now, then why not throw in trash, See what he's got. I mean, this is a Kyle Trask. I'm not trying to light this mm-hmm. this headline up or anything, but we've seen him play two quarters in the NFL's regular season. Yeah, we I, I, we we've seen Baker do this kind of a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> what we're you seeing know you're now, with Baker. It, and honestly, the team is playing for him. They're gritty. They're confident. He brings an energy for sure. A little bit of that cockiness as yeah. well, but it's falling short. Especially in primetime games against good opponent against good opponents, like you said. Um, but moving forward into the Sunday slate uh, was a just all-out domination Dominance, fest. Yeah. Uh, we don't really need to go too in depth yeah. on this game because honestly, a little bit of a biasy here. I hate the Cowboys, but they destroyed the Rams forty-three to twenty. 
At one uh, point, it was 33-3. to <laughs> Dak Prescott had a very good game, but defense. I think Deron Bland got his third pick six of the season. Mm. Yeah, Stafford got hurt. Micah Parsons, um, I think it was his elbow or something like that, or his thumb. So something like that, but Stafford went out. They're, yeah, the Rams, they're 3-5 and five now. So they're trending down. A lot of teams are trending down. Yeah, like, I feel like a lot of teams are turning down right now, more than up. There, if you actually look at the NFC, two shit teams will be in the playoffs. Two shit teams will be in the playoffs. Shit, the Giants could still make it, probably not, but like there will be. Like the Bucks could still make it. Yeah, like they could. Um, and if, if who wins the division, really, it's the, the Vikings or them? The Vikings could still make it. I don't. Yeah, I don't, without Kirk though, I don't know. We'll get into that in a little bit. We we will. That's actually one of the next games yeah. coming up here, but. It is the next game. But go, getting back to the Rams game, like we talked about, it was domination. The, the Cowboys just took advantage of the entire situation yeah. with, with um, Matthew Stafford's injury. And like you said, just the defense of the Cowboys just showing up and showing out. And uh, they're, one, they're right up there with the Eagles, best team in the NFC. I, well, yeah. I, I You'll see where I have them in the power rankings, but I think it's very respectable. Yeah. Um, I just – the thing with the Cowboys is you see this every year. Yeah. You, you do. And you can't say you don't. Gotta see it in the playoffs. Because, you know, we, we saw Dak win that one playoff game. Yeah. You know, but he couldn't win that other one. He couldn't go on. He couldn't push his team forward through adversity, through the challenges. And maybe it was him and coaching combined. Maybe it was coaching. Maybe it was Jerry Jones. But this organization is always stellar in the regular season. But when it comes to those clutch moments, it it just falls. So, CD Lamb, I will say, had a fucking Dominant. great Dominant. game. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's something. Brandon um, Cook scored, I think. Everybody played good in that game. Kamonte Turpin had a really nice really? play, yeah. Everybody fucking went crazy in that game for the Dallas, literally. He almost had a kick return touchdown. Really? Um, but the Vikings, getting into the next game yes, here yes. on Sunday, the Vikings played the Packers. The Vikings won 24-10. to Wow. Uh, just uh, honestly... Pain, 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 pain. One team had to win here. But I- I'm just saying pain for Kirk Cousins, bro. Yes. Like, this team just turned... Like, they're, what, 0-4? They turned that shit around, bro. Kirk was playing good fucking ball. Tours popped his Achilles, just like Rodgers, bro. Pain, bro. Pain, pain, pain. Let's get some real fucking grass in the NFL, for real. And also, you know, obviously get well soon, Kirk Cousins. Um, it, Is it pending free agent, too? He's not going to be. He's not going to be Minnesota. He will not be a Viking next year. But what he can Fuck, be man. is a bright spot for, I can name a plethora of teams that would love to take a shot on Kirk Cousins. I'm looking at the Falcons mainly, and maybe yeah. if the Titans fail with Will Levis, I mean, that, that's another contender. Which we'll get into him. He's, he's looking pretty good right now. He, but we'll, we'll get into that. I like, I like the Falcons, though. I, 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 I think I mentioned in a trade earlier this, earlier this season that I would like on the Falcons, but maybe if they go after him for free agency, I, I think I would be pretty good. I, I would agree with that. Uh, you know, let him heal, yeah. get your team ready, and we'll, we'll talk about the Falcons in its entirety yeah. in a second here because they look... Like something. Here. What do you think about the Packers, though? But the Packers. I want to say one, actually, a couple words, and then we can move on. Jordan Love sucks. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I Jordan, was high on him, but nope. Jordan, not. like, dude, don't give me your... I, I feel bad about my, like... I, I was so wrong about Desmond Ritter. I was so wrong. But, like, I think people were also heavily wrong about Jordan Love. I, I really do. And don't get me wrong, it's his first season yeah. starting. There's, I wanted to believe in him. You know? But after these past four no, games... No, they're two and six. Like, like what do you... He's been bad. He like, started off pretty good, but like... He's the reason they're losing now. Yeah. 
He's become a liability to Matt LaFleur and his offense. The team is a liability right now. But Every, the, everyone but, is. Uh, honestly, the defense is typically good. I, I just I, I don't know what's going This They're going through a similar situation, but in a more dramatic fashion as the Giants are. Their coaching is... I, I don't know what happened here with this team, but they, they fell okay. off they're, a little bit. They're young. They're one of the youngest teams in the NFL. They'll, they'll be okay. They'll I be just down. Is Jordan Love the guy? Or is he just uh, a placeholder? Did they dra- was he is he a bust right now as of right now? No, because they didn't draft him to be a superstar like off like off rip. But he was still a first round uh, guy. That's a, that's a tough. He's getting that first round money. I think we gotta see more out of him. I, I, they'll, they'll give him. They, they picked up. A fifth, I think this is his fourth year now, right? I believe so. They picked up a fifth year option. They'll they'll let him start next year, for sure. And maybe we see better, but. Has to be. As of right now, it's not trending yeah. that way at all. And maybe they get him a receiver. I know Christian Watson's decent, but he has he's hasn't done anything. Yeah, the receivers been, are pretty bad too. Like they they need help on offense. They need help, yeah. But uh, getting into this next game, the Falcons take the L over the Tennessee Titans, uh, losing twenty three to twenty eight. The Titans had Will Levis come in there and throw more touchdown passes in uh, the game than Ryan Tannehill has thrown all season, yeah. uh, and DeAndre Hopkins. Just yeah, Will wow. Levis looked good. I know it was you know just started. You know, no team has film on him. Unexpected wide open throws. Yeah, but there was this one throw that I saw where he was like off his back foot, just straight arm, and it was a beauty right over the defender, right into his like it was a for touchdown. It was a beauty. Um, so we and I, I saw it. And I was like, okay, that that, that um, excuse me, that reminds me of uh, Justin Herbert. So if he can do that, I mean. If they can harness his raw ability like that, then maybe he could be something you, you, for Tennessee. He's, he's a big dude. Like, he, he's pretty athletic. Yeah. No, you see he has the arm strength. Yeah, you so see he has the attributes. So if he, they can harness that and coach him up, I think he could be something in this league. He has the attributes to do it. It's not like he's like a Mac Jones coming in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He doesn't have too many expectations, but at the same time... Not even that. Like, he's, he's, he's like way more athletic. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Body, way more upside. Like, yeah. Body type and place type. He's jacked, bro. He's a fucking huge... He's yoked. He's like he's, Anthony, he's like Denver's biggest Anthony Richardson. Not obviously not that big, but he's pretty damn big, bro. If, like if you're talking biceps, I'm sure that they lift relatively yeah. in the same range. Like he's he's a very like muscular looking quarterback, and honestly, the Titans might maybe have got something with him. They they may have gotten a steal, but also who better than to let you have like a sh- for sure safety valve than D Hop? I know he's a little older. And he might not be there next year. He, he probably won't be. He did sign that two-year deal, but if he starts showing up like this again and you, they finish the season with actual upside, then why not stay and play with a young quarterback and you might go might go to the playoffs maybe. But you know this team isn't going to win a big game anytime no. soon. But it's still a fun. It's about the game and maybe D Hop will probably ring chase most likely. But go to the Chiefs or some shit. Yeah, the Chiefs, the fucking Eagles, or. Yeah. I mean, look at Julio Jones. He got yeah, a touchdown, and you know that's, that's another thing. I mean, you got to do the fucking Bucks last year nice with the Eagles. Just a got to <laughs> give it to him. Why not? You, you do, you do, and you got to give D Hop his his hatty, his hat trick game. Yep, uh, that was a that was nice. Three catches, three touchdowns. You got to yep. love it. Next game on the slot here was the Saints taking the win over the Indianapolis Colts, thirty-eight to twenty-seven. Oh, oh, see, one thing I want to say about the Falcons real quick. Desmond Ritter benched. I don't yeah. know how we talked about that, did we? We did not mention Desmond, yeah, Ritter, Desmond getting Ritter getting benched. benched. And he's not starting this week. Taylor Heineke did get the job. Yeah. And he also did get the number one Halloween <laughs> costume for being a deer in headlights with his 10 out of 10 uh, girlfriend, <laughs> who was the car, and the headlights were on her uh, chest area, and he was lost in the headlights. And that's Taylor Heineke for you. He is winning on and off the field, 
And that's why he's a certified fucking G. And he's going to take this team to possibly Probably 8 playoffs. and 9. He's going to take the playoffs even. Yeah, no, they, uh, they the could... Saints are kind of swooping in here, which we'll get into them in a second. Yeah, we're about to get into them. Yeah. The Falcons, you know, with Heineke, hopefully they can get some movement going and Bajan start using him. Please. Like, fuck. Like, start using the best player on the team, please. Like, don't let him just be a Kyle Pitts for you. Arthur Smith, bro. I, I hope they don't go to the playoffs because, like, I, he, he needs to go. Like, I don't know, man. I agree. But this next game... The Saints versus the Colts, 38-27. The Saints take the W. What are your thoughts on this, Lowe's? Taysom Hill. Taysom fucking Ta- Hill. Yeah, I know. We talked about this a little bit off camera. What do you think about Taysom Hill? Um, yeah, I, I... He's a dog. He is a dog. Pure athlete, a football player to the core. Um, I forget what game it was, but it was the Saints. Uh, Derek Carr was playing like shit like two weeks ago on Thursday Night Football, and Taysom was coming in. Played wide out, had like a couple catches, a couple rushes. Threw the ball a couple times. Like, I just saw that, and I'm like, I, I even tweeted this on the Tea Time uh, Twitter. I'm like, yo, Taysom Hill is a fucking dog, yeah, bro. He like, he's having a great game, and look what he did for him now. Like, is he the guy that, like, you can just rely on to come in, like, midseason sometimes and Maybe. just blow out a team? Possibly. Maybe, yeah. Like, and honestly, the, the Saints, they're in that position to where they just need to start playing chess and use all their fucking pieces because Derek Carr is not the answer for this team. I, I don't even know if Dennis Allen is, but... yeah. The Colts, on their behalf, Gardner Minshew... 20, he's playing solid ball. He's playing solid, but just they're they're wildly inconsistent, this yeah. team. They, they'll get blown out 38-20. to 20, Not even blown out like that, but 11 points. You don't want to lose by 11 points. Yeah. And, and then they'll have those wins over... Uh, who they beat the other week, last week? Wasn't it the... The Browns? Yeah, I think it was the Browns. That yeah, defense. No, they lost to the Browns by one point. Oh, that, that, that BS, bullshit. yeah. yeah. So they've had a rough go of it here in the past two yeah. weeks with the last wins. Last three weeks, I think it's three, three losses in a row. Three losses, in, yeah, because yeah. Gardner had that three-pick game yeah. that one that one time. Yeah, they, Seattle, right, or something, something like I that? I believe so, was Seattle. But they're not trending in the right direction on, no. on paper, but they do have the, the players and, the, excuse me, the talent. And we'll have to see where they go from here, but this was not a, uh, let's just say, something you wanted to walk away with as yeah. a Colts fan. You wanted to win this game. The Saints are not, honestly... These two teams are probably in the same tier, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, sure. yeah, I, I would figure the Colts could beat this team. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I agree. I think that was a little bit of a shocker that the Saints were able to put up 38 fucking points. I, the defense for the Colts needs to be checked. Yeah, I do like how they're using Jonathan Taylor more and more as the week goes by. He's looking like himself. Um, Josh Downs, I think they got him in the second round. He's looking like a stud. Uh, he had another seven catch performance. He's he's Gardner's favorite target. Um. But yeah, Taysom Hill had the two rushing touchdowns. Derek Carr even had an alright game. Um, Raheed Shaheed had three catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like three long catches. Yeah. Oh yeah, Literally. long, long catches. Um, 350 yard catches. But yeah, but the Saints, I'm, I'm, you'll see my, my power rankings. I'm finally, I'm finally giving them some respect. They're 4-4. Four and four, I think top of the division. So, about time I'll, I'll get them some respect. They're winning games out here. I know it's against the, you know, the Colts. It's not another great team, but so they're winning some games. A win is a win. Yeah. Um, the next game is the Dolphins taking on the Patriots and taking the W, 31-17. Uh, the Patriots, uh, God. Yeah, we'll leave them at that. And Kendrick the Dolphins. Warren, Warren ACL after the year. Yeah, that's it's over. For, yeah. It's over for the Patriots, bro. Like, they need uh, they need a lot. Yeah, this game was went exactly as you expected. 31 mm-hmm. points from the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Waddle had a good game. Tua had a decent game. Tyreek Hill had a really nice game. Uh, overall, just kind of domination. Yeah. Uh, and moving to the next game, 
This is a game I don't want to talk. Worst game I, of all time. I honestly don't want to talk about it that the worst much. Worst game ever. But the Giants <laughs> take on the New York Jets and lose in overtime, 13 to 10. Uh, there was 24 punts in this game for over a thousand yeah. combined yards. That is one of the yeah. worst stats that you could ever hope for on a Sunday game or just a professional sports game ever. Like there we hasn't went out been there with Tommy DeVito and didn't let him throw a pass. Like why? Why is a guy in your roster if he can't throw a pass? If you don't trust him to throw a pass. Yeah, that's not good. Um, and then uh, fucking um, fourth and one. You have a kicker who has a he's he has a, he needs surgery on his knee, on his left knee in the offseason. We sent him out there, game on the line, and he shanks a field goal. It's two misses in the game. Like why? Why? Why not just go for it? Like at that point, tush push it with Danny DeVito. And, and and then we go we get to overtime and three straight passes in a row behind the line of scrimmage. Like what is this, Dable? Like what are we doing here? The defense is fired. Dexter Lawrence, fifteen pressures. This game, this game, he had fifteen pressures. Kayvon had like nine tackles, three sacks, a forced fumble. Fumble. He's 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 a beast. He's a stud. He's tied for third in the NFL in sacks with like T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. Mm. So having a year, those two are. But to what avail? We're two and six now. Our season's over. <laughs> and it's not. If you guys won this game, different story. If well, we, we were we were a yard away twice against the Bills, and a yard away against the Jets. We're sitting at four and four. We had the Raiders this week. We just fired all, all their whole staff. That's a that's dub. We're five, and, we're five and four. Aiden O'Connell started. Right, yeah. So we'll win that game. We're five and four. Then we got Dallas the next week, five and five. And then we still have Philly twice. But then we have like the Saints, um, Commanders again. Like team, like teams that we could beat. You know, like uh, I'll, I'll look up our I'll look up our schedule later on. But like we could very well have snuck into, into the playoffs with that horrible start. But now we're sitting at two and six. We're out. We're done. We're, we're, we're two and six, and we have the Cowboys and the Eagles twice. That's three losses. That's nine losses. Then like, we're, not, we're not making the playoffs with nine losses. We're not. Yeah, it's not. It's done. It's it's done. There's a, uh, no, no, not with that division. Um, but the Jets, Zach Wilson coming away with another fucking win. How? Why? Twenty four seconds. No problem. <laughs> Can't believe that he actually has confidence now. I I will never give him until I see him actually win a meaningful game. Like, with his own, like, actual arm. Well, there's the Chiefs. I just, I can't give, I can't I give him credit. I, I, don't, well, I mean, Mahomes didn't play well that night. Yeah, I played him. I mean, to, Zach, Zach Wilson, like, if he, you can't physically see me, but he was playing at, like, a six feet under, and Mahomes somehow played worse than that. <laughs> like, I don't think. Zach didn't play bad to that game. He had a couple good plays, man. I just yeah. can't. I can't, bro. Like, I he didn't play bad that game. When he got drafted, like, don't get me wrong, his throws off platform and pajamas were very, very fucking impressive. Same but, thing with Sam Darnold. But I just looked at him and I'm like, dude, he just doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. Like, you just look at a guy like and Mac Jones. yeah, like no, you know. And the fact that the Giants weren't Lost able to this game. weren't able to capitalize. How? Here How do we lose this game? How is is sad. It's very sad, and it's one of the worst games I think people have watched in a long time. On that fourth and one, we had a ninety-nine point nine percent chance to win this game. <laughs> and your your coaching staff said, "Nah, we'll yep. take the point zero one, bro." Yep. yep, that's so stupid. Yeah, um, Jason Pinnock, I want to shout him out. He had a, another phenomenal game. He had a nice stop on third and one. It was like a like an out route to Tyler Conklin. And he just stuffed him like at the line of scrimmage. Didn't let him. It's get a big man too. Yeah. 
Um, but I do want to talk about the Leonard Williams trade. Um, if you asked me what I would have thought we would got for Leonard Williams, I would have said a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick. You know, I'll be, I'll be happy with that. We got a 2024 second round pick and a, and a fifth round pick next year. That's yeah, great value. Joe Shane did his job. Yeah, yeah master class. We just got to draft the right guy, but master class pick, second round pick for a guy you weren't going to bring back anyway. Like, I'll, I'll fuck. They take are that. taking. They are eating his contract. It's, it's done after this year anyway. Like, true, true. It doesn't matter. I and mean, we still say like four million dollars. Okay, well, I yeah. mean, that does. There's benefits on every front then yep. for the, the Giants organization as but, well as. Leonard Williams actually maybe going there. Good player there, yeah. Being able to win a playoff game. No, yeah, he'll he'll be a good player for Seattle for sure. Um, I have no doubt about that. One thing I did want to just ask you about was Micah McFadden. How did he play in this game? Pretty well. The whole defense played phenomenal. I mean, you see the score: twenty-four punts. That was they they played just as bad as us. Yeah. So yeah, the whole defense played really well. The one guy I want to shout out for the Jets is Quincy Williams. That guy's a dog. Like he he's everywhere. He is everywhere. Quinn Williams. Younger brother, I think, or uh, he might be older. I think he might, yeah, actually, I think he might be older. But he, he's just, he's just, everywhere the ball goes, he's there. It, it's, it's crazy. He's, he's a damn good player. Earn, earn, I think he's got a new contract as well. Earn, earn, he's earned every penny of that. And honestly, you know, as a Giants fan, I'm sure this wasn't a, a good game to no, watch, but at least I was your defense. Fun the whole game. At least your defense showed up. Oh yeah, Kate, like I said, Kayvon and Dexter. I'm, I'm happy we have them. You have bright spots to look forward to and foundation blocks to build we, we upon. We just gotta get more experience for our young guys the rest of this season and go into go into next off season with changes have to be made. Yeah, yeah. So there, I think coaching changes. I think Dable, you Dable has to stay. Wink, Wink has to stay. But the offensive staff, Kafka's got to go after this season. I would say so because like, his play calling has been atrocious. And just look at our offense. Look at. It. Look when, at like, when's the last time you guys have scored a <laughs> touchdown? Can you even remember? Oh, you, you oh this was a, you guys scored a touchdown? Okay, okay. Oh yeah, ten. Yeah, that would that would add up, obviously. Oh, it was Tommy DeVito. He ran it in. That's who it was. Hi, hey, hey, Tommy, Tommy DeVito. Danny hey, DeVito. we call him Danny DeVito over here. Uh, like everyone does. Yeah, it's it's literally Danny DeVito out there throwing the fucking football, <laughs> throwing this. Throwing the pigskin. Saquon had 36 carries. What? <laughs> How is he walking? I don't know. And our leading receiver was Darren Waller. One catch for four yards, and he's out for a couple weeks now. One catch for four yards. That was our leading receiver. That was your leading receiver in yeah. this game. We had negative nine net passing yards. I don't even know what to say Danny to that. had negative one passing yards. Tyron had eight, but you count, you count in the sack. So I'll tell it to negative, negative nine passing yards. Wow. Yeah. Wow, bro. Yeah. We'll move on from that yeah. because that needs yeah, to be yeah, moved yeah, on yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Put, it, uh, put it in the coffin. Yeah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, next game here is the Jacksonville Jaguars taking the W over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 20-10. to 10. I chose the Steelers over here. Oh, but Travis, did, didn't yeah, I, yeah. Travis Etienne had a dog-like game. Trevor Lawrence is... Five in a row for the Jags. Yeah, yeah. they're on a hot streak, and they are in a very respectable position on my power yeah. rankings. But Me the Steelers... Damn, they're inconsistent. And he's getting hurt. He's playing this week, but he got hurt. Mitch came in. That offense is done. That it's, offense is done. It's so bad. George Matt Pickens Canada. was talking shit. He had the touchdown, and that was the only catch he had. <laughs> so, uh, just, I don't know what's going on there, but I, the Jags are a good team, though. I, I think they'll upset somebody in the playoffs for sure. I think so as well. Um, they kind of have a similar formula every week. You know, Trevor Lawrence may having some really good moments. And some moments where nothing really happens, and then Travis Etienne scoring a touchdown or two. It's you know some team's gonna see that and expose that, but 
I think this team can adapt for sure. Like, yeah, with, they, yeah, they have a good pass game, good quarterback, a good coach. I have no doubt they can adapt. Love Doug Peterson, yeah, and I think Trevor he's. Lawrence. I think this team is trending in the right direction. Yeah, young, for sure. Josh Allen, I think, is second in the NFL in sacks. I want to say. So the just good young defense too, and just overall just a good team. And then this next game is the Eagles taking on the Washington Commanders, taking the W, thirty-eight to thirty-one. AJ Brown is a fucking monster. Oh. Jalen Hurts still looking really fucking solid. Um, overall, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL, I think, at this yeah. current juncture. Sam um, Howell, how about him? Yeah, Sam Howell. I want to talk about him and Jahan Dotson, who had a career day, potentially. Um, uh, Sam Howell, man, I, I I, was high on two guys coming into the season, two young quarterbacks, just you know, t- making some bold takes. Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell. Desmond Ritter I could not have been more wrong on, but Sam Howell has shown me that he can fight. He has leadership skills. And honestly, if you look at his stats through the first nine games and Kenny Pickett's stats through his first 20, he is he's destroying Kenny Pickett in every category. Kenny Pickett only has 12 passing touchdowns in 20 games. 12. 12. I, I like Kenny Pickett, bro, but I think Sam Howell is going to be a lot better than Kenny Pickett. And I think Sam Howell could legitimately be what... Baker Mayfield was supposed to be like a maybe, like a maybe. short yeah. but like strong pocket passer that's like he aware. Some, he energy, can run, can get you a first down. But more, more importantly, the leadership ability yeah. to battle through adversity, like what Baker Mayfield could not do on Thursday night, what he could not do, what the first overall pick should be able to do is elevate the team and come back and win in think, clutch moments. I think why Sam Howell is succeeding more like that because he was a fifth round pick. He didn't have expectations or he, he had a chip on his shoulder. 100%, and it's also a combination. He is linked up with possibly one of the brightest minds in the NFL with Eric Bieniemy as his OC. And there's good offensive weapons there. Terry McLaurin's having a pretty good year. And, and you mentioned John Dotson. And honestly, we've seen lesser quarterbacks make plays with this team before. You know, Carson Wentz had, honestly, never he never even had a good game with the Commanders, but Taylor Heineke had his moments. A couple good games, good moments. Yeah. And you would expect Sam Howell to do that with this team, but I think... The fact that both matchups against the Eagles, I know they lost. They fought, but they fought hard. They fought hard. The, the best games of their season yeah. were in those losses. Yeah, literally. And it, it just shows you that this team has a lot of untapped potential. I think uh, I think there's a lot to look forward to with the Commanders. Even in the loss, they did rise in my power they rankings. They should have won this game, honestly. Low-key. If, if Ron both, Rivera both, was... But full fucking Eagles game, they should have won. If Ron Rivera wasn't the head coach, they would. If both they Eagles would've. games, they, they should have won. They should have won both of them. If, if they went for the two... On, on the and one, it, or yeah. the first one, whatever it was, yeah. If Ron Rivera was not the head coach, they would have won both oh. times. I, I swear, if Eric Bannemey was... They just, they just fell short. I think the Eagles had a fake tush-push that scored. Yeah, the DeAndre Swift so fake tush-push. That's so funny. That's so you, fucking funny. If you can do it, why not? Yeah, that's that's hilarious. But the next game was the Texans taking on the Panthers. The Panthers get their first win of the season. Win 15-13 to over the Texans. Uh, I guess the, I guess the debate between who's better is uh, settled. Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, no, just a weird game, honestly. Yeah, definitely bad game. a very bad game. I don't really even want to talk yeah. about it. Damian Pierce sucks. Crowd um, you know, didn't play bad, but, but he had his worst yeah, game of the yeah, season yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, the Panthers didn't even look good. I, I have nothing really. Adam Thielen is the only guy I want to. And Chuba Hubbard's like just a starter now. Miles Sanders is just done, I guess. Yeah, I, he's in the doghouse. Yeah, why I, they signed him? Why not just keep him on the bench? I guess. I guess <laughs> that's Panthers mentality. Sorry if you're a Panthers fan. I really am. But uh, the next game is the Cleveland Browns taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks getting the win, twenty-four to twenty over the Browns. Um, 
they continue to show that with Geno Smith they can power through and mm-hmm. they look like he doesn't even have a good game either. No, but this team does not get talked about in its in the yeah. respect it should because honestly I do believe that this team is gonna probably take the fucking division over there. They might at this like, rate they might. I, right now, if them and and San Francisco played, who do you think's winning? Right now, like right now, probably Seattle. I'm taking. I was gonna fraction. say I'm, I'm taking Seattle. Like, right but, now. But when the Niners get healthy, when Trent Williams is back and... and uh, Debo's back. Debo's and, back, and now they have Chase Young. <laughs> but... I don't know. We'll see. But it's all kind of, like, relying on Brock Purdy. Yeah. Can he he's turn it playing, around? He's been playing, like, shit. Like, absolute shit. He's been playing, like, shit. Like, pedestrian. Yeah. Like, pedestrian. best best yeah. by employee type shit. He looks like Josh Love out there from the Michigan Panthers in the Josh USFL. Josh Love. Josh Love actually had a 90% completion rating in week one of the 2023 USFL season. Better than Brock Purdy's last three weeks. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, either way, the Seahawks look very impressive. The Browns fell short again, but Sean Watson's still the storyline. What's going on there? I, did he play? No, he didn't. It was PJ Walker. It was PJ again. again. He play well. Amari Cooper had, like, a lot of targets, but... He's he still had a good game, but it was like six catches on 12 targets, something like that. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yikes. Very inaccurate from the yeah. quarterback there. But shout out to PJ for even just coming in and putting up points, bro. Like, he's not playing bad with them. This is, this is a good one for the Seahawks. The Browns are a playoff team. They are. They have a top three defense. Yeah. Like, they are no slouch. I guess we can move on to the next game. Uh, the Broncos somehow <laughs> somehow beat the Chiefs 24-9, question mark? Mahomes was, had the flu. He had the little shit in his nose. He could breathe, I guess. If he's not healthy enough to go out there and play well, why is he even out there? But that's a liability of the team. They should have right. won this game. I feel like even with the backup quarterback and Blaine Gabbert, they probably could have won. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> and they what s- happened? The Bron- I, don't, I didn't really watch this game. I no, the, I, the Broncos I actually snapped their 16-game losing streak yeah. against the Chiefs. Last time they beat him, Peyton Manning was quarterback. And Mahomes <laughs> was in, wasn't in the NFL. Oh god! Oh, yeah. that's a matchup like I would I would have paid to see. It was like eight years. Imagine Peyton Manning versus Patrick oh. Mahomes. Oh, like it, oh, dude, in the same division. Oh my god, that would have been something that special. Would be fun every year. Yeah. Oh my, that would have been one and two every year. Yeah. Every every fucking year. And Tom. The, yeah. Oh, and Tom, of course. But in that division, yeah. in in that conference. But fuck, man. Um, the Broncos somehow pull off the anomaly win, and Russell Wilson didn't even Tom pass for a hundred year, bro. He didn't even pass for 150. I saw he was like second in touchdowns, like top three in receiving yard or passing yard. Like he's having a pretty good year. I, I would double. I don't know how. I maybe from other games like in garbage hour, but dude, he did not play that well in this game. It was mainly their defense, like that really stepped up. I think yeah. he said Patrick Mahomes was sick, but they stopped him. They stuffed him, bro. Kept him to nine points, three field goals. I mean, if you do that to the Chiefs, you're clearly doing something yeah. on defense, and. Russell Wilson playing the way he didn't have to. I mean, yeah. shows that this team is actually not as bad as maybe we thought. I don't know. <laughs> or was this a fluke? I think this is a fluke. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll draw it down to a fluke. This is any, any it's like one of those given any given Sundays. You know, Mahomes is sick. You know, one of those. And the next game is also a little bit of a strange one in regards to the score here. The Cardinals are a fighting group here. The Cardinals take the L over the Ravens, thirty-one to twenty-four. Lamar Jackson comes in, has another really nice game. Mark Andrews had a nice game. Um, they're getting it together. Zay Flowers yeah. had a good game, but the Cardinals they're looking really good right now. Yeah, the, I have them at I won't say where, but they're they're in a really good spot yeah. on my power rankings. Um, but Josh Downs got traded to the Vikings, Josh but Dobbs. Josh Josh Dobbs, excuse me. Um, he's he's played pretty bad as of late. <laughs> the yeah, last as couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And honestly, it's probably for the best. Put Clayton Tune in there or Kyler. Kyler's coming back, yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, maybe not this week, but he's going to be back soon for sure. For sure. As they're, long as I get to see Clayton Tune. I hope so. We can see good American I just want to see one week of Clayton. But I'm pretty sure the Ravens were winning this whole game, though. Weren't they? Yeah. Oh, it was domination so, at yeah, first. The, so, the, yeah, the, the score doesn't really tell the whole story. Yeah, the Ravens were dominating the whole game. And they took their foot off the gas, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next game, the Bengals destroyed the 49ers, 31 to 17. A game I did not expect to go the way it did. Um, and like I said before, Brock Purdy, pedestrian. I'll say this: Joe Burrow is back to himself. Joe I saw, Mixon is back to himself. Jamar Chase is playing like Jamar Chase. I, everyone's contributing on that yeah. offense, and their O line still is bad. But I'll say this: Joe Burrow, like he made some fucking plays of climbing the pocket, escaping pressure, and just getting the ball out on time, quick and accurately, and. I think that Joe Burrow is back in form, and this is a team that's going to start probably going on a little hot streak here. I, I agree. Yeah. Like, I really think they're trending that way. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about the 49ers? They look uh, a little scary. Steve Wilkes, should they pull his play calling ability for the D.C. Nah, position? No, no, no way. No, no one else can do it. Shanahan can't do that. Mm, okay. But I, I, like, like I just said earlier, Trent Williams coming back, Debo coming back. I can't believe this back, actually. Like he did come back, or did he not? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if but he did. Once, once they get those guys back, and now they have Chase Young, it's going to be even scarier. They have Nick Bosa and Chase Young now. That's that's just that's scary. It's criminal. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this last game of Sunday was the Chicago Bears taking on the uh, L.A. Chargers. Chargers won 30-13. to Blowout, bro. It was a blowout. I'm sure Brandon could have a word on this. Brandon? I got nothing. Yeah. I, I didn't even watch this game. There was no point. I watched the first I, I half. I tuned in, and I, was, I, I, I turned it on, and it was already a, like a blowout. I was like, oh, okay, let me just turn this back off yeah, yeah yeah it was not anything special there were three drop touchdown passes or two drop i ones. saw the one of them yeah um and then one was called back from like a kind of a bullshit call but honestly tyson badgent did not lose in this game i'll say that much he did not play bad i will say that maddie Rufloos needs to go i, I think it's, it's not head coach i i think it's time i think it's time to pull the bandit up you saw the raiders just do it you have the same yeah. record just no they don't the Raiders actually have won three games. Excuse me. Uh, you, come on. If they did it, you got to. Yeah. And I know the Giants are in the same boat, like record-wise, but Brian Dayball did just win Coach of the Year in a playoff game. They're in a he, different situation. Yeah. Uh, you got to be patient with him. Yeah. But in this situation with the Bears, you can't be patient anymore. No. you got to fucking install a winning system. And and I think with the coach, you got to get a quarterback with the next one. Like, field, the field experiments, I don't know. I think it's over. I, I I don't think you can take him into you. You can't pass on a kid Williams or Drake May and, and bank on Fields learning his third offense in, in four years. You, you can't do that. You can't. That 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 screws that screws up a guy, and then you're just, you're back to square one. You know what I'm saying? You can't. I, I know how Brandon feels. I know how a lot of Bears fans feel, but you you can't do that to a quarterback again. Like, you just you can't. And if you do. It'll come with more growing pains, more issues on offense, more of these stumbling seasons, and you just don't want it. And just fresh start with the generational prospect. If you have him there, I think you got to at this yeah. point. Um, you have some good depth guys here and there, but you need a new, a new fresh roster. Yeah. This team needs a revamp. It really does. More they've than had, they've needed one for so long. More than probably. Some of these other teams that are fucking shit, bro. And I think, uh, do, you, do you stick at polls too? I think you do. I think you can stick with polls for now, but if he, if some but, of these draft but, picks don't start panning out like this season, so I'm saying, what if he fucks up? 
Uh, with with such a big draft ahead, do you just start and fresh with they, a new mindset? You know what I was thinking though. They just traded that second round pick for Montez Sweat. I think they might. They're thinking to trade back with one of those picks, maybe, and recoup some more. I would. Cause they had two probably top five picks. So. Mm. It's going to be interesting, and yeah. I'm sure we're going to have plenty of time to break yeah, down what's yeah, going to yeah. happen. It's, it's early. It's way too early. But that. it is looking like it's going to head that direction yeah. for them. The Chargers, on the other hand, they, I mean, it was... It's a win. It's a win. They... It's a win they should have won. I, yeah. You'll see that out of them every now and then. Yeah. And sometimes, Brandon Saley will just shit the bet. Yep. Last game of Week 8 uh, is, obviously, my Lions taking on the uh, LA Raiders. Oh, excuse me, not LA. Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this was a weird game at the start. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, let me just say this. All of our all of our rookies that we drafted in this past draft played. Every single one of them played in this game. And they all had an Pretty impact. Yeah. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I see, I, I see why dumb. Brad was so excited. You know, he had the most rushing yards this past weekend. He looked so explosive, so versatile, powerful even. And it's it's a scary thought to see him and David Montgomery 100% ready to go in playoff time. That's a double-headed backfield you do not want to fuck with on defense, especially in the third quarter when everyone's gassed, coming off a little 15-minute rest after halftime. No one wants to tackle a guy that can just outrun you flat out or a guy that will bulldoze you. I think that's something that people are going to start have to, having to look at. Another guy that really made a fucking impact tonight and a guy that I have just been calling to get more reps is Jack Campbell. He had a game and I just I, that's 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 our Mike mm-hmm. Anzalone also had a phenomenal game he's statistically one of the best linebackers in the league you can check that yourselves people will say oh what no way <laughs> dead ass check it three TFLs against the Raiders I know it's the Raiders offense but still like this is a pro ball club you got to give them respect in some fashion um but we destroyed we, we destroyed the Raiders yeah. and after they just, they just offloaded their whole the whole staff Aiden Hutchinson had 10 QB pressures this game. Nice. Uh, leading the NFL in pressures now at 42. I just think that he's a... I think Dex has 44. Does he? Yeah. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I, 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 at the beginning of this he game... He might be leading edge rushers. That's what it might actually be under. Because at the beginning of the game, it said he was tied with Max Crosby. Yeah. And they were both at 32. And then at the end of the game, obviously Aiden pulled away by, I think, 3 or 4. But he, he was at 42 pressures total. Another guy I would like to shout out is Brian Branch. Had a very nice Kirby Joseph, the pick at the, in the end zone. Our backfield is... I love it. I love it. Cam Sutton had a really nice game. I will say that right now. He locked down whoever he was on. And it was mainly Devontae Adams, who honestly had a couple big blunders. And Jimmy G was not playing well. But to be able to you know confidently say you were able to hold Devontae Adams to like three catches or something like that, that's pretty fucking good. And then obviously Kirby Joseph, Brian Branch, uh, Will Harris, Jerry Jacobs, all coming in to be that supporting cast, waiting, you know, we're going to be waiting for a whole other year for Emmanuel Mosley to come back, but I just want to see what he's going to be able to do for us. We only got to see three quarters out of him last week, and he tore his ACL again. Oh no, Aiden Hutchinson does, does lead the NFL in pressures, I think. And which is fucking awesome, bro. In his second season... It says only 28, though. Maybe this is not updated. I don't know. They showed uh they showed the graphic after the game and I don't know sometimes the stats and stuff are not updated but I know him and Max Crosby were the leaders going into this game. Yeah, Dexter had 15 this week. So he That's has crazy. To be up there. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dexter has to be. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But um, that's what I'm saying. This isn't like 28. Like no way. 
No. No way no. 28's leading. No. Yeah, no, no, no that's way. not right. Yeah. But, um, and then getting into the offense, Amon Ra had another over 100-yard game, um, as well as, obviously, I shouted out Jameer Gibbs. Craig Reynolds had a really nice game, being that nice running back, too, that supporting cast yeah. member. Um, as well as, besides Josh Reynolds' fumble in the first quarter, he had some nice catches. Uh, I, I just want to say this. Jared Goff had two of the best anticipation throws I've ever seen him make in this game. One was to Jameson Williams. It was like a bending seam route, and he read it beautifully. It was beautiful, bro. Um, obviously, Jameson Williams running that 4-2. I think actually faster. Yeah. You, he was run, like he threw the ball, and Jameson Williams wasn't even in the frame, and he he caught it. Like it was be- it was beautiful to see that work in motion like that. And then the touchdown pass to Sam Laporta was probably Jared's second or third best throw of the season. Um, honestly, this was just a nice win, 26-14. Shout out to Jeff. Sorry about the Raiders, <laughs> brother. Uh, I think he's okay with it, though. He's. I think he's... You ought to be happy if you're a Jets fan or a Raiders fan. Because the Lions got all those guys fired. Yeah. So And also, they got Jimmy G benched. Aiden O'Connell's going to be starting next week. Maybe it won't be pretty or good at all, but honestly, it's got to be better than what Jimmy G was putting up. And honestly, if you look at Jimmy G's um, first six games with the Raiders and you compare them to uh, Jamarcus Russell's first six games. Jamarcus Russell was better in certain categories. Like, I'm dead-ass serious. You can look up those stats. He, I think Jamarcus Russell had a better completion rate. A better completion rate. I, uh, I like how you and I were waiting for Kirk Cousins' off-fuck of the night. And we saw it. <laughs> that, that throw to Devontae right to Kirby Joseph yeah. in double coverage. That was, that, off fuck that was Jimmy G's off-fuck oh, <laughs> moment of the evening. <laughs> And it was very nice to watch. But now I guess we can go ahead and segue into our post-week 8 power rankings for the NFL. Uh, I know you went first last week. I'm just going to go through mine quickly because I know you have your tier system that's a little more entertaining. Um, My list is absolutely fucked, everyone out there, so I apologize. (laughs) This week was hard. This week was very hard. At 32, I still have the Panthers. Mm -hmm. I still have to have them at 32. At 31, I have the Raiders. At 30, I have the Cardinals. At 29, I have the Patriots. At 28, I have the Giants. 27, I have the Bears. And you know what sucks? Both those guys were in the top 25 last week. Uh, they were moving up, they were getting traction, and now they're maybe right where they belong. I'm sorry, Logan. Um, 26, I know it's low after the win, but the Broncos, I don't trust them entirely yet. I, I really don't. I, I just, I've seen some humiliation out of them this year. Obviously, that 70 being dropped on them. I just can't forget that. And then at 25, I have the Commanders. I know they are very low, but I think they're where they are because of Ron Rivera. Mm -hmm. 24, I have the Packers. Yeah. (laughs) 23, I have Atlanta. 24, I have the Colts. No, excuse me. 23, I have Atlanta. 22, I have the Colts. 21, I have the Vikings. 20, I have the Saints. 19, I have Houston. I know they lost, but I still have hope in them. Um, 18, I have the Bucks. 17, I have the Rams. 16, I have the Titans, my biggest mover of the week. They were actually, they were 27 last week, and now they are all the way up here at 16. So that's pretty good, 11 spots up. And then the Jets are actually the highest they've been this year at 15. I know it was a terrible game, but... Still got away with the win. Games, yeah. Four uh, and three now. If they get into the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers comes back healthy, my God, yeah, my that's all I'm saying. You know, 
And then at 14, I have the Steelers. Terrible loss. But I think on Thursday night, they're going to come up and actually rebound. Uh, they have a they should have a winnable game yeah. ahead of them. Um, and at 13, I have the Chargers. At 12, I have the Browns. I know they should be higher, but just their quarterback situation. It's scary. Nick Chubb's still out, obviously, all year, but I don't know. Sean Watson should be in there playing. He should be. Number 11, I have Seattle, who should be higher, but the teams ahead of them are just better. Um, at 10, I have the Bengals, highest they've been for me all year. 9, I have the Bills. 8, I have the Jags. 49ers are at 7. Chiefs are at 6. The Lions are at 5. The Dolphins are at 4. The Cowboys are at 3. The Ravens are at 2. And the Eagles are at 1. Dude, our top 13 is very, 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 very similar. Like, not almost identical? Almost. almost. <laughs> Alright, I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> All right, make, we got to break down the tiers, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the first tier, um, <clears throat> this one is from 32 to 28. This is the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Um, the Panthers are a part of it, but just because that's their pick. So yeah. Obviously, they're not going for Caleb Williams, but they're still involved in that tier. Um, but 32 is the Cardinals. 31 is the Panthers. Um, the Cardinals finally taking their spot at the bottom. Um, <clears throat> 30 is the Raiders. 29 is the Packers. I mean, I have to at this point. Um, 28 is the Bears, which they beat the Packers, right? Last time, didn't they? No. No. Packers beat them. Okay. Comeback win. So, I mean, uh, maybe, so, okay, so maybe I could have put the Packers over them, but, I mean, who cares? They're, they're, it's bad either way. Yeah, they're both two-win teams. Um, but, yeah, that closes out the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. And then um, this next tier from 27 to 25 is called Restart Button. And starting off at 27, down four spots from last week is my Giants. Restart button, please. <laughs> um, but 26, the Patriots, I think they fall in line with that as well. Yeah. And then closing off that tier at 25, up two spots to the Broncos, which I also think, you know, they won, the, they won it, but restart button. Um, this next tier is only two teams. Um, this this tier is just called on to next year. It's two teams that, you know, they're playing ball right now, but they're they're waiting for the offseason and, and, and then and next season. That's 24 is the Colts and 23 is the Titans. They're playing right now, but what are they playing for? You know what I'm saying? Like, on to next year. Yeah. Um, this next tier is actually from 22 to uh, 14. These are my this is my biggest tier. This is uh, called Playoff Pretenders. So it's teams that could make the playoffs, but they're all pretenders. Like, yeah. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. Um, 22 down two spots from last week is the Rams. 21 down two spots from last week is the Bucks. 20 up five spots. One of my biggest risers is a team that lost, like you said as well, but the Commanders. I had to raise them after that performance. Um, 19 going down is the Falcons, one spot from last week. Um, and then Steelers at 18, Texans and Texans at 17, also both down one spot from last week. And then Jets, I wanted to drop them more for that horrible game, but I dropped them only one spot down from last week at number 16. Um, and then my biggest riser of the week is the Saints. Um... They're at number 15, going up nine spots from last week. Like, like I said before, just finally giving them respect. I know I was kind of shitting on them, and I still don't think they're a good team. But there's just, there's so much shit right now. Yeah. Like, after the top 13, the rest of the team is shit. Like, not sh- like they're not going nowhere type shit. <laughs> um, cl- closing off this tier at number 14 is a team that I wanted to drop, but I just couldn't. But it- it's the Vikings, just because they're a good traction. But if we're being realistic, no Kirk Cousins, this team's not going nowhere. I don't care. Like maybe maybe once Jettis is back, Josh Jobson just playing the structure, they can still win some. I, I don't know. We'll, I'll have to see it first. But I wanted to drop them more, but 
like I said, 14 to 22 is really all like they're all interchangeable. Those, those teams are all equally as good and bad at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 100%. This next tier um, from 13 to 9 is my playoff contenders and is literally, I think, this identical as yours. Chargers at 13, Browns at 12, Seahawks 11, Bengals 10, Bills 9. Yeah. Identical, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and then ours change up a little bit right here. So from 8 to 2 is my Super Bowl contenders. Sub-explanatory. Um, number 8 is the 49ers down four spots from last week. I'm, three losses in a row, I, I had to drop them down. You have to. to. Yeah. Respectably. I probably should have maybe went a little bit lower. Maybe I should put the Bengals up at 8 and put the Bills at 10. Maybe because... You know, they just beat the 49ers? I don't know. It's just the 49ers are still the 49ers. Yeah. Like, until they're like 500, I yeah. can't count them out. Um, but number seven up four spots is the Jags. Finally creeping into that, you know, th- that top seven was always solidified the whole year. Until now, we have a new team in there. Yeah. Um, But number six, maybe I was a little harsh for this one, but down five spots, my my former number one team was the Chiefs. I just, it, it that loss let, let the sour taste in my mouth. So, like, maybe I did drop them. A little bit too much, but it, it just it, it was it, to the Broncos, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like it left a sour taste in my mouth. Nine like, you, points. You, you beat you've beat them eight years in a row. You beat them since, every year since Peyton Manning was there. Like it's, it left a sour taste in my mouth. But they're they're still can't beat anybody in the NFL right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But like that was just that was a yeah. weird game for it them. Was. Um, number five, back up into the top five was the Cowboys up two spots from last week. Just, Overall dominating performance, they deserve to go back into the top five. Um, number four up one spot is Miami. Um, I I think they're better than this. I think they're probably a top three team, but it's, it's just hard to rank all these teams, you know. It is. But Miami's they're, they're they can beat anybody in the NFL. I think when it comes down, they haven't so far. I guess the good teams, but I don't doubt them at all. Their true test is this weekend. It is. It is best game of the year so far potentially. Um, but number three of three spots, getting back into that top three is the Lions. Just overall good team win, good traction going forward. Rookies are playing phenomenal. They're good young team. Our right guard from the fifth round came in and yep. played all game. Sorstel yep. didn't allow one sack. I mean, yep. that's something. And then closing off this tier, number two, I think I think the same as you, is the Ravens. Yep. Um, I, I think at this point, they, I think Lamar might be playing the best out of quarterbacks this year. Like, all, I mean, in all, all in all, he might be having the best season right now. I mean, I would say that, but his first four weeks were just so rocky. But as of late? Like, as of late, yeah. He's been balling. The past two weeks, he's been the best quarterback in the NFL, for sure. And, like, he didn't lay out the stat sheet this week, but it was just a good team win. You know what I'm saying? He he played, he did play a good game. It was a dominating yeah. win. I mean. um, So, I don't think they're the second best team in the NFL, but as of late, and I got to give it to him. I do got to shout out Nick. The guy I was talking about, I was saying love for Roquan, mm-hmm. you know, the defense. Check that 2000s Ravens defense and check this one. Mm-hmm. The numbers are eerily mm-hmm. similar, my friend. Like, genuinely, if they have a similar case of that... Who knows? That's a championship. Who knows? Defense wins championships. We've With seen it time and time again. MVP Lamar. Oh, yeah. But um, uh, closing off this list at number one in their own tier is the Eagles. This tier is just the GOAT tier. Best team in the NFL right now, by far. Most rounded team, yeah. most depth, everything. Every position it's, has it's four phenomenal. guys yeah. that could play it just as good behind them. Uh, with Nick Sirianni playing. He might be getting coach of the year this year. He might, he might be. Um, but I guess we can go ahead. Probably should have got last year to come from a Giants fan. <laughs> Which is shocking to hear. Um but I guess we can kind of move into our predictions for week yeah. nine here. 
Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed our power rankings, and I will be notating potentially a little edit for the episode after this, so stay tuned for that. Um, and if you guys want to listen to, like I said, you know Brandon's power rankings, thoughts on week eight, predictions for week nine, stay tuned for the entire episode. It, you will hear like a little cut probably, but it will be a second for you, a couple hours for us. Getting into week nine though, starting on Thursday, November 2nd, the Titans take on the Steelers. This is a good game. Like, I, I'm not going to, like, I know it's like, ah, oh, it's kind of shit. I think it'll be a gritty game. Yeah, Vrabel, Tomlin, game. Yeah. that's a chess match Defensive waiting to game. happen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take, I'll take the fucking. I think you had Steelers before. I think you thought, yeah, you picked in the rebound before. I think you said that. I got to Yeah, I got to go with Kenny. I got to go with. home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Steelers here. Probably yeah. Pittsburgh's negative 2.5. I don't know. A favorite at home, yeah. I wouldn't touch this game betting wise, but I would. If you're gonna just take a bet for like a team win over like a win or loss, I'll take the Steelers like twenty-one to like seventeen. Okay. Like one of those types of games, but it'll come down to it. Like the Titans will march, and Will Levis will get his welcome to the NFL, <laughs> and it'll be like, oh fuck! He'll be throwing a triple coverage. Um, or something, you know? Me, personally, like I said, it's, it's going to be a gritty game. But in fantasy this week in my 2QB league, um, still waiting on Kyler to come back. But Dan is back this week, so I, I picked up Will Levis. And I had the choice of starting Dan, Will Levis, or Gardner Minshew. And I think after last week, I got, I got to rock with Levis. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock with the Titans this game. Um, Pickett's not healthy. Titans had a phenomenal performance last week. I, I think they could they could edge them out a little bit at home, and at that point, Pittsburgh's hitting the alarm. Yeah, Matt Canada should be fired if that happens. Um, I will say, I, I think it could go either way, but I, I think that Tomlin is a better coach, and I think you know with a younger quarterback that's a second he round pick, sacks him three times. That could happen, bro. Yeah. Two strip sacks or some shit changes the game. Yeah. Um, but I guess we can get into, like I was saying, potentially game of the year oh, in Germany. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, that changes things. November 5th on Sunday, 9.30 a.m., the Dolphins take on the Chiefs for the NFL Frankfurt games, which is cool. The Chiefs are favored. I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to go with Tua and Tyreek. I'm going to go with Tyreek getting a fucking insane revenge game, but also... Chiefs maybe trend down after that loss against the Broncos. I don't really know how much you can ha- how you can have hope against the Dolphins, uh, but again, this is also a test for the Dolphins. They haven't really played a team like the Chiefs, so I think it could go either way. That's but the Eagles, yeah, but they obviously Bills. we saw them yeah. play. Eagles and Bills. We, they haven't won. They haven't aced the test yeah. like that. They've failed both of them so far. Yeah. Let's see if they can ace this one. I'm gonna take the Dolphins here. This one's tough. I, I want to go with the Dolphins for every reason you said, you know, but I think Mahomes is playing against his old teammate who's going to be wanting to shit on them. I, I think Mahomes tees up this game. I think the Chiefs bounce back. Okay. I, I think it'll be a little bit more gritty, maybe maybe lower scoring than most people think, you know, a 24-17, a 28-24, something like that. Okay. Um, but I, I want to say Miami, but my guts tell me to just go with the Chiefs. Bet the over on this game. I, I don't know what it is, but 
even though I said it might be lower scoring, I, I would still bet the over on it's this. It's a safe bet. Yeah, yeah. Could go insane. But this, like you said, probably could be game of the year. That, that's a, this, might be, this might be the ace championship right here. It might be. It really yeah. might be. Um, the next game is the Vikings taking on the Falcons. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking the Falcons. Give me Heineke. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think the Falcons, uh, Josh Dobbs, is he playing for the Vikings? I don't, Jaron Hall, I, I, I don't know. I don't like it either way. Um, <laughs> poor poor Vikings fans. They, they don't deserve that. They just, start, just started putting things together, but I'm going to go with Heineke as well. Maybe they get Bichon going a little bit more. I, I hope. You would I hope. hope. Yeah, you can only hope. And then the Browns take on the Cardinals in the next game. Uh, No-brainer, Browns. Yeah. Um, next game, Rams take on the Packers. Rams. Yeah, this is don't touch either of these games. Stafford, Actually, uh, is Stafford playing? Uh, if Stafford's not playing, I'm going to the Packers. I, uh, that's a, that's a disgusting game. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Rams either way. Okay. I, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I think it's gonna be a rough day for Jordan Love again. And look at this Cardinals Browns game. I could see this being a trap game for the Browns. I really could. Clayton Taylor coming in there. Ooh, you said my you said a name I didn't even think <laughs> about, and I'm gonna change my fucking pick to that goddamn game right fucking now. <laughs> I'm taking the Arizona fucking Cardinals over the Cleveland fucking Browns because Clayton Toon, if he takes the snaps from under center <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals, I'm gonna sit here and say they could potentially win the rest of their fucking games on the schedule. <laughs> I'm just saying they can go ten and seven. Ten and seven wins with, Super Bowl with Clayton fucking Toon. You know, that's a guy, I, there's something about Clayton. Trust him to sling it. I, I trust. I trust Clayton. <laughs> I trust him. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I'm going to go the Cardinals for Clayton, too. No, I, I can see this being a trap game, but, yeah. So, I'm going to take Browns over that game, and then I'm going to take Packers for the Rams, for the Packers-Rams game. But Give me know. Cardinals and give me the Rams. Okay. And then, next game is the Commanders taking on the Patriots. Yeah. I'll take Sam Howell. Uh... And the Commanders, even though it might be a tie. Um, for me, I think I'm going to go with the Patriots. This is one of those games where I think... Young quarterback versus yeah, Belichick. Yep, yep. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Fuck, I'm going to go. I have to go Patriots. You're right. It's never we goes see well. It. We see for, it all the time. Yeah. Like for like 20 years we've yeah. seen it, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Patriots, yep. Bears versus Saints in the next game. Oh, gosh, Brandon. I want to choose the Bears for you, brother. Yeah, I can't. But I just... I, I legitimately am unable... I'm physically unable. Is Phil's playing? Is he back? Is he healthy? I don't fucking know. I, I even I'm sure if Brandon knows the answer, but yeah, I agree. E- even if he was there, bro, I don't know. I just don't know anymore with this team. And I'm gonna take the Saints with Taysom Hill. I think he's the guy yeah. that needs to just be the guy. I'm more involved. I, I think he does I, with this fucking current juncture. I think Derek's gonna be the full time quarterback, but he's definitely gotta be involved. For I sure. think I think Derek. Derek you know, is the better quarterback. If Derek has to hold the clipboard every now and then, I think he's okay with it. I think he'll, cl- I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up. He's getting paid all that money. He's get, he'll pick it up. You know, it's a piece of cardboard or a piece of wood. Another good game here next. The Seahawks versus the Ravens. I'm actually going to take the Seahawks here. I just think that we're going to, you know, shout out to Nick. Love you, bro. But I just think that we're going to see a better coaching game from Pete Carroll in this one. Oh, this one's a tough game. Tough, tough game. I My gut's telling me the Ravens, but I want to pick the Seahawks. I think, uh, I don't know. They just got Leonard Williams. But the Ravens are at home. That's always a good advantage for them. Baltimore does yeah, go nuts. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Just, it'll be a tough loss for Seattle. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's, what I, that's what I think's going to happen. And honestly, either way, it'll be a really good game yeah, in my yeah, opinion. I think so. Next game well, is... Wait, what time is that game? That is 1 o'clock. Okay. okay. 
Um, the Buccaneers are taking on the Texans at 1 o'clock as well. Uh, Houston is favored. Honestly, I have a weird scenario occurring in my head for this game. I think tie. Not a tie. I think this is the game where people realize it's time for Trask. I really do. I Baker comes out those like three picks. Not even that. I just think he'll lose. Just in, not, not show enough. Yeah, yeah, just be short. Fall short again. And I think Todd Bowles, I mean, he's fighting for his fucking job. He's he's calling good games, too. He's He's got to put a quarterback in there that can win them that game. Push the ball downfield yeah. consistently. Make those accurate throws. And honestly, this is going to be a good game for C.J. Stroud to prove himself against a very a good, good defense. defense. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Texans as well, though. I, I think uh, there's maybe a little bit better team right now. As Yeah, yeah. right now I would agree. So Better quarterback. And honestly, probably a better coach. Definitely, but I mean, maybe. It's still early. <laughs> we'll, we'll, but we'll see, but as of right now, we're we'll doing, yeah. doing a lot with less yeah. to make Ryan's. Um, the Colts versus the Panthers. I Yikes, this is terrible. I'm going to take the Colts. I agree. Um, what, what, what more has to be said about them? Nothing. Nothing more. Maybe the Panthers fucking go on two-game win streak. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, they shouldn't. They should not do that. They're going to get a really good pick. Um, next game is... Uh, We're a 4 o'clock game this week. So the Giants have another primetime game against the Raiders. <laughs> I actually believe the Giants will win this game. I agree. Uh, the Raiders suck. They're 3-5. and five. They just fired their fired, whole front yeah, office. Fired their whole front office. Aiden Coaching staff. Aiden O'Connell starting. We're going to win this game. And you, you said it. Aiden O'Connell, a guy that we were actually high on, looked really good in preseason. Had some you know rough moments so far this season when he got thrust into action. But he's going up against Dexter Lawrence and, now. And, and Kayvon and Thibodeau. Kayvon. And you got to take into consideration Mike McFadden, if there's ever a free gap and a free rush. Mario Carrique, Those guys, were, he's going to be eating a lot Jason out there, Pinnock, bro. Isaiah Simmons. Especially when, good you, defense. when you have a team that draft, drafted Alex Leatherwood. <laughs> And let him go, not even let him play a game in the first round. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna take the Giants here in a gritty game, um, three to zero. It could be that. It could be. But I'm actually gonna say nine to six. I'm gonna go twelve to seven. Nice. Um, or like genuinely, this could be a tie. This, zero zero. Like three thirty three, punts or two two. Thirty punts. What a, two two. <laughs> two four six. to four. Oh god, bro. <laughs> and then oh. Wow, this might be the game this of the week. game of the week, potentially game of the year. The Dallas yeah. Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Just Eagles. Three like really game of the weeks. This oh week. my god, look at the next game too. Oh, sh- four, four. And honestly, like that the Monday, one, yeah, that's Monday, good too. That's a good one too. Yeah. So five really good games this week, but the Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles prime time as well. Really interesting to see that three teams in that division got prime time games this uh, week. Um, pretty cool. But I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles for my mom. Yep. You know, got to do it for my mom. But also, yeah. I just think they have a better offense. Better team. But better, they're both good teams. Though. They're both really good. But I think we'll see. We'll finally it's, see. It's in Philly. So. Oh, yeah. Philly has the edge. Yeah. They have the edge. Are you touching this money-wise or no? I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I would bet on the Eagles, if, if anything. I'm betting the over in this game. Yeah. I'm for sure. But actually, What's, how, how much are they favored by? Minus two? Minus three. Minus three. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, with Dak Prescott going against a really good defense, this could go horribly wrong. I but think it might be a high-scoring game. But he's only lost to the Eagles one time since he's come into the league. Really? Yes. Um, so, he has their number when he plays. So, you know, maybe that's something to take into consideration. But he's also 1-7 when they're the underdog. 
So Dak Prescott is something to take. In. He's a he's a factor. If he fails, they he'll fail stop. hard. They, they gotta stop AJ Brown if they want to win. They are, and Trayvon Diggs is not there, so they got a hot task in front yeah. of them. A uh, very big task. And final game of Sunday, equally is a great game, uh, yeah. equally is a cool game and a, a rematch finally since the Demar Hamlin situation. The Bills versus the Bengals, eight twenty final game of Sunday. Sunday night. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals here, to tell you the truth. I think that the Bengals have the edge. They've been playing better. better. Traction, yeah. yeah. Trending Healthier, upwards. yeah. And their offense, you know, despite the Bengals having a really suspect O-line as usual, I just, honestly... Exploding. If you exploding. looking fast again. Yeah, this might be stupid or, like, hyperbole, but if you ask me right now, who would you start your team with, Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? It's a tough question. I'm taking Joe Burrow. I think as a, a, as a, as a quarterback... I think Joe Burrow does more with, honestly, less of an O-line. Maybe I even... I, I, Josh Allen's O-line isn't too great either. But I think it's more. it's been more consistent over his career yeah. than Joe Burrow's. I just think that Joe Burrow, if you put him on the Buffalo Bills team, he would be performing just as good, if not better. I, I don't think so. Like, he has the I think he has Josh weapons. Allen's, like, rushing upside is just... Yeah, you add that in. He's also boneheaded at the same time. Add in the rushing aspect, for sure. But when it comes to the quarterback position and what you ask the quarterback to do, and I understand Buffalo asked Josh Allen to run and stuff. Too much, honestly. I agree. But I I think that when it comes down to it, I think Joe Burrow typically plays a prettier game when in in those situations. Obviously not all the time, you know, especially we saw that earlier in the year. He wasn't healthy. uh, And obviously the Super Bowl when he kind of just... Wasn't able to step up in the pocket because it was O line, and it, it was just, it was a Rams year that year. It was, it was, but it's also to the point where you don't just go there and you know admit that it's their year. Their O line was terrible. Yeah. Like they they did not protect Aaron Joe Donald. Burrow, and yeah, you know, how are you going to stop him? But Leonard Floyd was still there. I want to say they still had a lot of pieces there from that 2018 defense. But I will say that I think the Bengals offense has a slight edge because of their passing attack. Don't get me wrong, Stephon Diggs is insane. Uh, Gabe Davis, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he had a good game last week. He's, so those he's, a good game last week. He's they have weapons. I just think that you know when it comes down to it, goddamn. The more I say, like the more I talk about, it, it's harder because each team. Dalton Kincaid even balled out last week. He's, each, he's been trending. Each offense is so deadly. Yeah, it is so deadly, and each quarterback is so deadly in their own way. Who do I think makes safer decisions with the ball? I think it's Joe Burrow. And I think this game will probably come down to a turnover. That's why I'm going to take the Bengals. I think Josh Allen will likely to throw a pick. I, I think so, too. Maybe, if not that, but fumble. Yeah. He's running the ball more and putting the ball in harm's way more. Not always intentionally, but just by design. If you're a rusher... I, I, I can see Burrow just dicing up the Bills' defense. I could as well. And honestly, you know, this is a game we were cut short on, obviously, because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. Yeah. And I'm glad we're able to you know, see it now. And, you know, hopefully for everyone's sake, DeMar Hamlin stays safely on the yeah. sideline. Um, <laughs> just so that, you know... For real, though. Like, honestly, like, if you have those cardiac issues, maybe... In my personal opinion, you shouldn't really be playing. But that's neither here he's nor okay, there. He's, he's He's back, made the recovery, yeah. and rightfully so, is back on the team. Scary, but though. It is a scary thought to have in your head, psychologically. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving into the final game of Week 9... Of the 2023 NFL season, the LA Chargers take on the New York Jets, which is also another subtly good game because you look at the Jets now and they're four and three above 500. Zach Wilson is, eh, but they're winning, and it's because of that defense. It's because of Brees Hall. 
It's because of Garrett Wilson being the guy he is. And honestly, Robert Salah could possibly in coach of the year contention as well because look what he's doing with Zach fucking Wilson, bro. I, no one can sit here and say that like he is now like a guy you can be like, oh, we have Zach Wilson. <laughs> you can't say that confidently. Oh, yeah, we got, we got Zach over there. and that, Yeah, we got Zach Wilson still? <laughs> right? Yeah, bro, he's still... He's still there. Did you guys? Did you guys want him or anything? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, we got him. You know, that's kind of like I feel he's like our he, guy. <laughs> he's our guy. And then, like everyone's like forcing like each other to take selfies with him and shit. Just to like make him feel like. Either way, good win over the Giants in, in the final minute, but good win over the Chiefs as well. But and it, wait, did they beat the Chiefs? Who? The Jets. Yeah. They beat the. So the Chiefs have three losses, or just two? Yeah, they have three losses now. That's. Or no 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 they lost to the Chiefs the refs fucked them the refs fucked them okay because I I know I know, oh yeah that's right because everyone was saying Zach Wilson yeah. played a better game statistically than Patrick Mahomes in the loss but e- even then like I remember saying they lost still they yeah. still lost like they still lost if Zach Wilson was anything they shouldn't be in those they shouldn't be in those positions yeah. they should not be where he's throwing a six of eighteen for eighty five passing yards in the first half. Like, what are you supposed to do with that, bro? Like, I feel like the coaches, everyone on the field already knows what he is. He's a guy that's going to go out there and possibly fail the whole game. P- potentially ruin the game. But if he plays somewhat okay... They can win. But, yeah, like, bro, like, I'm not even lying to you, bro. Like, and I know I joke around and shit about Alex Magoo and shit. But, like, I actually believe he'd be better, bro. Like, I actually I believe know, it, bro. As a passer, know. bro, like, I think he'd be more efficient. Like, I don't know, man. Bro, like, what have, what have you seen out of Zach Wilson to convince you otherwise? <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. Like, it's a question. It's a question. Because you see uh, Jordan Love sucking, and I'm calling for Alex Magoo to start, like, this week. We, let's talk about, go, let's go back to this uh, Packers game real quick. Just for Alex Magoo. Yeah, I guess the Rams. Oh, yeah. Alex Magoo would win. He'd stiff arm Aaron Donald into the ground. Alex Magoo is him. If you're out there, Alex Magoo, somehow, you know, just know, you got a group of fans down here in the 941 area that, you know, are just cheering for you. We, we want you to start. And honestly, after what I've seen from Jordan Love, I kind of think everyone else <laughs> wants someone else to start for that team, even if it's fucking Sean Clifford. But um, anything else you uh, had to recap on this no. episode? No, I think we nailed it. And... Just letting everyone know, it'll be two seconds for you, but I will have a little extension on this episode. Brandon's going to give his power rankings and thoughts, um, and you guys will hear that, and he'll cap off the episode. But make sure you do follow us on all of our social media platforms, at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Twitter. Even subscribe to our YouTube channel, at Tea Time Reports as well. But uh, I'll just kind of pass it off to Brandon here. Take it away, brother. What's going on, everybody? It's Brandon here with you, and... I hope that that was not longer than the two seconds that Trevor promised you guys it would be. Thank you to Trevor and Logs to extending this off for me, allowing me to finish off this episode and still remotely give my input, give my takes on week eight. And they said it pretty well. It was a strange and somewhat boring week eight, but then also give my power rankings and also give my predictions for week nine as well. Starting it off, I'm going to start with the Thursday night matchup. Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa going on the road into Buffalo in the Highmark Stadium, I believe it is. I'm not too sure. Cold environment, shitty weather conditions for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
scoreboard indicated a closer game than what it really was. Bucks made it close towards the end, um, getting it eight points to make it twenty-four to eighteen. I mean, just it it was a good game in the sense of you know it wasn't a blowout, you know, but Buffalo still pretty handily won this game. Josh Allen, three hundred twenty-four passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. James Cook with an efficient nine on the ground, um, fourteen carries, sixty-seven yards. I mean. There just wasn't too much to say about it. I mean, you look at Baker Mayfield's stats, 25 for 42, 237 yards, only five and a half yards per completion, two touchdowns, no picks. So you like the fact that he kept it clean. There was um, no interceptions, but he did put the ball on the ground once and lost a fumble. It was a very, very subpar game from Baker and maybe even less than that. Um, I know there's... Some people out there, Bucks fans, non-Bucks fans, saying, "Is it is it time for Kyle Trask? Is it time for the second best Florida Gator quarterback of all time to step in and take helm of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cade Otten, no slouch at tight end, not elite, but no slouch. You know, I I want to see Kyle Trask personally. I do." I wanted to see him start from preseason. I knew it wasn't going to happen. However, I think it, I think it's time. You know, this. I mean, I've I've had my warrant out on this Bucks team for a few weeks now. Yes, and I was guilty of having them in my top ten a couple times throughout this season so far, and it it was warranted. I, I really do feel like it was. There wasn't really much else to you know d- decisively in that spot or just anywhere from like 7 to 15 at one point throughout the first quarter of this season first third of this season I mean shit even half almost at this point but um you know they are what they are they're a really solid excuse me fundamental and well coached game or team that's gonna be in every game gonna be competitive you know Baker's he's on Twitter whatever you want to say about him He's not a quitter. He's going to go out there and give you 110% snap in and snap out. And, I mean, with the weapons he has and the way he's been playing, like, I mean, minus this game, the Eagles game, the Lions game. I mean, I'm just I'm listing off all the good teams that they've played, and, I mean, he hasn't really had them in it in any of them, you know. But he looks good against these lesser teams, the Bears, the Vikings, the Saints, you know, like. He is what he is. He's not going to give you any more, you know, but his floor isn't as low as someone like Kyle Trask could potentially be, you know, and I was just praising him, but we don't know. His floor could be terrible. He could be terrible. You know, I, I knock on wood, I don't hope for that or want that at all, but that, that could be the case. Rashad White, pedestrian game, a little over four yards per carry, but still, this, this run game is just very non-existent, and... You know, they're really missing on something there. They're missing a spark there. You can tell. There's no playoff Lenny there anymore, and it's it's really affecting them. But um, speaking of playoff Lenny, he joins the other team in this game, the Buffalo Bills, which overall, a good matchup. A game they should have won. You know, they didn't cover the spread. They were favored by 10.5. I thought that was kind of crazy. You know, yes, the Bucks got blown out by Detroit and Philly, the only other two good teams they've played, but... 
I didn't think that this game was going to sort of go along the same lines. I mean, Buffalo's weaknesses sort of play into Tampa Bay's strength, Tampa Bay's strengths, and I would have been surprised if the Bills won this by 11 points or more. The uh, the under the over under missed by like one point, one and a half point. Wow, that's tough. That's a, that's a that's a bad beat, as uh, Scott Van Pelt would say. With uh, damn, who does he have on there? If you if you're ever up late at night watching Sports Center at night around midnight with Scott Van Pelt, or later on if there's like a football game or something, you know who I'm talking about. I can't remember his name. That's gonna bug me. But overall. Another subpar Thursday night game. Not too much to say about it. Bills expected to win this game. However, did not cover the spread. But honestly, they should have. You know, if it wasn't for a late touchdown. Moving on to Sunday slate. First off, I'm going to start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Going on the road to Pittsburgh and knocking off the Steelers 20-10. to Jacksonville improving to 6-2 and on the season and 4-0 and on the road this year. And honestly, I'm, I wonder what they would count those London games. Because, <laughs> I mean, technically, you, the, you, you can still be listed as the home team, and I think they were in one of, if not both of those games. I might be wrong. Oh, well, whatever. 4-0 on the road, 6-2 and on the season is the bigger picture here. This Jags team, bro, they're good. I have the receipts. You can check back at previous episodes on this series and in this podcast and other NFL coverage. Dude. This Jags team is getting it done, and they're not even getting it done the way that I predicted them to and still feel like they can do. You know, we're still only heading into week nine. There's a lot of football left, a lot of time for them to still even get better and still reach their full potential, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, they're playing lights out. This is a top five, maybe, arguable. I'd have to really, like, break it down, but definitely a top ten defense right now in the NFL. And... Yes, it was a Steelers team, very bad offense. We know this. Mitch Trubisky, I believe, was even playing quarterback in this game. I might have been – yeah, Mitch Trubisky got the start this game. Actually, no, Pickett got knocked out. I can't remember. Let me let me pull up the full box score. Yeah, yeah, Pickett did get knocked out. That's right. There was a, there was a nasty, nasty little injury to him. Uh, I hope he's doing well. I'm a big Kenny Pickett fan. Ever since I saw that fake slide that has now become a rule all solely because of him, in college football, I've been a fan of that guy. BDE all around. But Chabisky came in and looked like Chabisky. Um, not really much else to say about it. Trevor Lawrence, you know, he didn't play. he's not playing football right now that's going to lose you the game, but he's still, like, I don't know, dude, because he's not playing at that level where he's going in there and winning you games week in and week out, but he doesn't have to. But when it comes down to it, he's making those plays. 24 for 32, 292 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Got sacked three times, but that's against this Pittsburgh defense on the road and T.J. Watt. Um, Evan Ingram, Tank Bigsby both put the ball on the ground once and fumbled. Evan Ingram was the team's leading receiver. Calvin Ridley sort of sprung back to life a little bit. Um, Travis Etienne, once again, scoring touchdowns all over the place. Um, almost... 150 total yards this game, one touchdown, which was on that on that uh, little fly route where Trevor just loaded a beautiful ball in there. And I was very, very excited to watch that. Travis Etienne has been tearing my ass on a five-game win streak in my fantasy league right now that I am actually the commissioner of. A little side note. Um, I just like to, you know, humble little shout-out to myself. I, I take pride in being the commissioner of 
said DILF League. No, not the dad. I like the fuck league. Um, no one in there, to my knowledge, is a dad yet. Thank God. It's the dude I love football league. That's a badass name. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. However, moving on. Like I said, I just I predicted the Jags to win this game. However, this I want to say this though about the Jags. The reason why this game, even though it was twenty to ten, it wasn't anything that the Jags came in came in here and just blew them out of the water. That's hard to do in Pittsburgh. No matter what, no matter who's playing quarterback, that's hard to do in Pittsburgh against uh, that defense, against T.J. Watt, against the Mike Tomlin coach team. But a lot of people, I wouldn't say a lot of people, some people were predicting the Steelers to win this game. A lot of people, however, were predicting that this could be a trap game or would at least agree that this was a trap game for the Jaguars and this would typically be a game that Jaguars or just teams that are sort of like lingering on the edge of that like elite upper echelon Super Bowl contender tier. These are the games that those teams won. Obviously, you either win or lose, but one, if you win, okay, you start to sort of get over the ledge a little bit. If they lose, they're like, okay, yeah, they're not, they're not quite at that level yet because the true Super Bowl contenders, the true elite teams, they lose these trap games. They find a way to lose these trap games when they really shouldn't be, you know? Jacksonville was minus two and a half. I would have hammered that. I honestly would have. Um, I would have also hammered that under 41 and a half. Came nowhere close at 30. But Jacksonville, I mean, really, a lot of football left, like I said, but really just a clear shot to win this division now. I mean, they're the only team in the division over 500. Second best team is 3 and 4 with Houston and Tennessee. And then the Colts are 3 and 5. But like I was saying, these are the types of games that. The true contenders, the true elite teams, don't get caught in and actually win this game and play full, sound football. I mean, they scored in every quarter. I mean, 6-3, 8-3, nothing crazy, but they got the job done in a hostile environment against a very, very good and intimidating team. So, shout out to them. Shout out to Doug Peterson. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence, ETN. I invested heavily in the Jaguars this season in fantasy in both my leagues. I have Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback in both my leagues. I have Evan Ingram. Oh, I drafted him in both leagues. I only have him in one now. I drafted him. We don't, we don't have a um, said tight end only slot in that league. We actually uh, did a league vote, you know, because we're a democracy, and we voted on having to remove the tight end spot from our league and having a another flex. So it hence you have quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back. Flex, flex. You have two flexes instead of a tight end flex. So we're trying it out. It's been, honestly, I've been fucking with it so far. You know, there's moments where, like, damn, I kind of see why, like, this kind of sucks because, one, it fucks up everybody's draft plan or some people's draft plan. Shout out to Luke. His whole fucking draft plan was based off drafting Dallas Goddard in, like, the fucking sixth round. And he let that fall to his demise, who's now in last place right now. Shout out to you, Luke. Um, can't wait to see you on the calendar. But back to my point. I invested heavily in this team. Prediction-wise and fantasy-wise. And I'm just waiting for it to really, really, really come come to fruition the way that I um, really predicted it to. Moving on. Next game, the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams excuse me, come into Dallas at AT&T Field and just get fucking sold whacked by the Cowboys 43 to 20 
I mean, this was just domination. Dallas got out to a 17-3 lead after the first quarter, got out to a 33-9 lead after halftime, after them just scoring 10 points throughout the second half, just kind of cruising on by. Prescott, clean game, 300 yards. Well, not clean game, through a pick, but 300 yards, four touchdowns, been looking good. I mean, a lot of people, I think myself as well, predicted the Rams to really be in this game and maybe even upset them, but this was a game that the Cowboys should have won handily, and like they continue to do, they just beat up on bad teams or subpar or below average teams. You know, unbeaten at home still, good for them. Deron Bland, third pick six of the season, crazy. CeeDee Lamb balled out. 12 catches, 158 yards, two touchdowns. Monster day in fantasy for him and Dak Prescott. Matthew Stafford, a um, little bit of a thumbs, thumb injury scare. I haven't checked any updates on him as of today, but it didn't really look like it was going to keep him out of the game this coming week. But I don't, I'm not quite sure who would be in line to get the start. I would love to see Stetson Bennett, but Brett Ripien came in in relief of Stafford in this past game. So Royce Freeman got a touchdown on the ground. Other than that, I mean, Puka Nakua, only three catches, 43 yards. Cooper Cup, only four catches, 21 yards. Well, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, I'm sorry, nine Dallas Cowboys caught a pass from Dak Prescott. So you like to see that. You like to see Dak spreading the ball around and doing his thing and getting the ball out to his talent. Devontae Turpin, one catch for 13 yards, had two targets. Shout out to him, USFL legend. Brandon Cooks. Starting to slowly but surely get more involved, but clearly this offense runs through CeeDee Lamb. And Tony Pollard, who really isn't even playing like a top 15 back, uh, in my opinion, or top 10 back. Like, a lot of people, one, not only drafted him to be in fantasy, but projected him to be. And I, I was talking with talking about it with my stepdad, and he said it perfectly. Like, he's just not a every-down, true running back one. Uh, like, he's more of a complementary back. He works perfectly when it's a uh, backfield like him and Zeke, you know, where he can work off one another like that, or like Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery in a way like Chicago was. But with that being said, I don't really have much else to say on this game. I didn't really watch it. Um, Dallas by far covered the spread, almost covered the over-under themselves. And, you know, another another game that Dallas should have won, another game that they won handily and looked like, okay, are they going to be contenders again in the NFC? Is the answer yes? Fuck no, it's not. Moving on to the next game, the Vikings and the Packers. Excuse me. You know, and I actually picked the Packers to win this game. I was just I was just thinking, like, there's no way. As much as I hate the Packers and never want to pick the Packers, I actually lost sleep over the fact that I picked the Packers to win this game. And they actually put money on the Packers to win this game. I know what the fuck's wrong with me, bro. At Lambeau Field, no way the floor loses four games in a row but of course he does you know of course he does they just look fucking shit they're terrible they're so bad aaron jones is like a show of himself he pops off week one then pops his hamstring i know i i wish the best for him he's a stud but like he just hasn't been able to get back to himself he hasn't been able to get in a groove since and Christian Watson, still non-existent for the most part. Him and Jordan Love just can't seem to get on the same page. Jaden Reed, I mean, has really been the best receiver all year for them. For the Vikings, you know, I, I want to give a moment of respect and time to Kirk Cousins. Shout out to him. I hope for nothing but the best and most speedy recovery possible. It's a shame, dude, because, you know, Vikings have won three in a row. 
just right outside of a playoff spot. I haven't looked at the updated rankings, but might have even played into like the seventh seed, sixth seed after this week. Then boom, Cousins pops his Achilles out for the season. And he was looking great in this game too, 23-31, 274 yards, two touchdowns, near the top of the league in almost all the passing categories. It, it, it's a shame. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Kirk Cousins. I like the guy. It's hard not to if you watch a quarterback. And even before watching the quarterback series on Netflix, it's hard not to like that guy, dude. K.J. Osborne established himself as not – no, I'm not going to say established himself as anything, really. But, I mean, if anything, just a solid target in this game. <laughs> he had 10 targets, 8 catches, 99 yards. Hawkinson, Addison, both over 80 yards as well. Both caught a touchdown. Offense just ran through them, you know. They just pick and chose which one of those three to just torment that defense, which I, I enjoyed seeing. Now, I lost money on this game. Yeah, I did because I bet the Packers. My dumbass, I know. Smack me. I smacked myself. But it, it just all day was pick and choose. I mean, Hawkinson had six catches. Addison had seven catches. Osborne had eight catches. You know. Um, Green Bay was actually favored in this game by half a point. So Minnesota came in here on the road, covered the spread, and then some, getting a 14-point victory in a division matchup on the road. That's always hard to do, so shout out to them. Moving on to this next one, uh, a game that I honestly wish I would have watched, but I, I, I never got to, but I was following along all day. Will Levis came in here and just balled out, absolutely balled out against the Falcons. At home in Tennessee as well, but against the top 10, top 15 defense, especially pass defense-wise, in the Falcons, and throws for four touchdowns. I think is an NFL record for a rookie in his NFL debut. Beat the Falcons 28-23, to scored a touchdown, and threw a touchdown pass in every single quarter of this game. That's pretty cool. Titans, all three of their wins this season at home, moving to 3-1 and one in that respect. But yeah, shout-out to Will Levis, man. I've, I've, I've liked him. Now... I started looking at him differently after the whole Mayo thing. That was a little odd. Um, I think that's sort of why he fell, honestly. I think there's a conspiracy out about that. Not quite sure. Might just be making that up. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 100 yards. Vintage Derrick Henry game. DeAndre Hopkins, four catches, 128 yards, three touchdowns. And I traded this guy in fantasy. It was for Zay Flowers, so objective kind of what you feel about it, but... I, I think I did still win the trade, but shout-out to DeAndre Hopkins. By far his best game of the season. You can only hope to see it continue. But I, I don't really have much else to say about this game. Once again, the Falcons just continue to keep trending down. Um, Desmond Ritter, clearly not the answer at quarterback. Taylor Heineke is going to be getting a start this upcoming week. And, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, lot of things to sort of be worried about if you're the Falcons, but you're also just realistically a quarterback away, honestly. So that's something to hang your hat on. Moving on, another game I lost money on, the New Orleans Saints come into Indianapolis and knock off the Colts 38-27 to as the Colts actually improved to 1-4 at home. That is terrible and embarrassing. Derek Carr, honestly, Really, really looked good. Rebounds from a really tough week. 310 yards, two, inter or two touchdowns, no interceptions. Jonathan Taylor, 12 carries, 95 yards. Really efficient game from him. Um, Shahid, the receiver from New Orleans, three catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I, 
I, I really thought the Colts were going to win this game. I, I don't know why. I just Something was telling me Minshew Mania, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Downs, Michael Pittman, the Saints, another team just trending down. And Derek Carr has looked really bad. That defense has looked suspect. There's very limited off, uh, offensive weapons. I mean, there's Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, and obviously Shahid had a big game, but they're definitely still not even ranked top 10, top 12, maybe even not top 15. But Saints, you know, came in on the road. Three of their four wins on the road got a nice victory. You know, and Colts, they've been involved in high-scoring games the last three, four weeks now. That's just sort of what they do. They've been doing that all season. It's kind of odd, but I like it. I like it. I have Jonathan Taylor in fantasy. I have Josh Downs in fantasy. I just picked up Gardner Minshew in fantasy for this upcoming week because Trevor Lawrence is on a bye, and I want to get that Trevor – or not Trevor. I want to get that Gardner Minshew and Josh Downs stack. That's going to be nice. But game I sort of was glancing over here and there in the red zone and – not the red zone, NFL Sunday ticket, slight flex. And – I was disappointed, but it was a good game. It, it it really was a good game. It was entertaining. It was back and forth, high scoring, everything that you could sort of ask for and then some. Moving on to the next game, the New England Patriots on the road in Miami against the Dolphins. Dolphins improved to 4-0 at home, 6-2 on the season, and a two-touchdown win against the division rival Patriots. You know, this is a, a game like the uh, Jags and Steelers game that was like, okay, this is a trap game. Bill Belichick is just the – kryptonite for the Dolphins, and if there's a game that the Dolphins are going to lose, it's going to be this one. Complete opposite. Two with those for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, seven catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Tua has never lost to Bill Belichick in his career. I thought that was interesting when I saw that. Matt Jones, another subpar pedestrian performance. Raheem Mostert, just sort of consistently showing that if that even makes sense or is applied the right way, is showing that he's just a boomer bust week in and week out. Um, but James Strip was a big part of it as well. That's a good de- that's a good defense on the other side with New England. Tyreek Hill also over 100 yards, eight catches and a touchdown as well. I mean, this was just a vintage Miami game, really. You know, and this is a game like, all right, if they lose this game or the trap game, then we're like, okay, this Dolphins team is just right there with, you know, the teams that are just kind of scratching and trying to pull themselves over to that contender to the elite category but just can't quite do it because they can't win these games. Jalen Phillips bought out eight tackles, one sack, tackle for a loss, one QB hit. Christian Wilkins had a sack and a tackle for a loss. Just overall great team game for the for the Dolphins in this one. Chase Claypool had a catch in 15 yards. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't believe Keenan is still even using that guy. Moving on. Next game, you get the Battle of New York at the Battle of MetLife. And this was honestly the fucking amazing ending that we saw made up for the shitty game that it was. But the New York Jets, somehow, some way, by the will of Zach Wilson, <laughs> and the fact that I think it was, uh, yeah, Graham Gano just botched the field goal chances to win the game. Oh, that was hard to watch, man. I just. Uh, but like it was one of those where it was like it was hard to watch and you feel bad for lot Giants fans, you feel bad for Lowe's, but like it's also like you can't not but laugh and be like, Wow <laughs> You know, like that's Zach Wilson and the Jets doing that. But you know, it was a 
defensive battle, the game that you kind of expected to be low scoring. Saquon Barkley, 36 carries. What the hell? Garrett Wilson slips or got a right at 100 yards. Zach Wilson, 240 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, but for, I mean, uh, 59 minutes and 10 seconds, Zach Wilson and that Jets offense was just fucking terrible, just like they've really been all season so far. So, you know, this isn't a game where you're really, like, feeling any different about either one of these teams. Um, kind of interesting, the Giants are 1-3 and three at both home and away this season to make up their 2-6 and six record. But, yeah, I mean, sucks for the Giants, especially to lose this against a team that you share the stadium with. And, uh, you know, a game that kind of would have expected them to win. I mean, Danny Dimes still wasn't playing, but I think I projected them to win. But, yeah, just a really a snooze fest up until the last 45 seconds in overtime. Moving on, the Philadelphia Eagles knock off the Washington Commanders in Washington, 38-31 to by a huge fourth quarter, 21-point fourth quarter from the Eagles. Jalen Hurts throws for four touchdowns on an injured knee, and they improved to 7-1 with alone with the best record in all of football right now. A.J. Brown, again, sets the NFL record for most consecutive games with 100 25, I believe, yards or more. Eight catches, 130, two touchdowns. Dude just on a whole nother level right now. Shout out to Sam Howell. I know Trevor gave him some love after this game. 397 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. You know, I projected this game to be one where the Eagles just sort of just made a statement and just blew the commanders out of the water. Didn't end up being like that. Now, the Eagles were up by two touchdowns late in the fourth, but Washington got one at the end to make it seven. But... Once again, a very, very good game between these two teams. You know, I still bet on the Eagles to win, but I learned my lesson about disrespecting the commanders as far as this matchup goes. But for whatever reason against the Bears, they look like the fucking uh, uh, Memphis Showboats or Steamboats. Fuck. Sorry, Trevor. I'm not going to get better at my USFL. It's been a minute since I've talked about it. Um, moving on, though. Next game. The Carolina Panthers, unfortunately, get their first one of the season and knock the Bears out of possession of their number one pick and knock off the Texans, who fall to three and four in the battle of number one versus number two overall pick. And, <coughs> you know, I some of us were saying, like, this could be the game that Bryce Young wins and watch it be the game that he wins. But I was still thinking the Texans and CJ Stroud were going to pull it off. But, of course, it just had to go that way. But it wasn't anything that, like, I mean, I don't think anybody really expected this to be a fucking great matchup, you know, like in the 30s and back and forth and 300-plus yards, three touchdowns from both quarterbacks and all over the place. But, I mean, even though it's not like Bryce Young statistically and rating-wise played better than C.J. Stroud, but it's not like you're walking away from this game with, like, if you didn't already feel like, if you already thought C.J. Stroud should have been number one and was the better pick and Bryce Young was not the right pick, you're still really not walking away from this game with your mind changed, honestly, because I'm in that same category. You know, but shout out to Bryce Young. Shout out to these Panthers. Adam Thielen continues to ball out to be a reliable weapon for Bryce Young and someone that's honestly made the transition a little bit easier for Bryce, and I feel like. And Damian Pierce, another very subpar performance, but... Other than that, another snooze fest. I didn't watch it, but it was 
only talked about because of the storyline of the quarterbacks. Moving on, um, the battle of the number 10 versus the number 11 teams on my power rankings from last episode. The Seattle Seahawks in, in Seattle at home. Um, thanks to a late touchdown from Geno Smith into the hands of Jackson Smith and Jigba, the Seahawks knock off the Browns 24-20. to 20 <coughs> Excuse me. In a game where, honestly, it looked like it was going to be a shootout. It looked like it was going to be a great game. Seattle got out to an early um, first quarter lead, 17-7, to and didn't score again to that last touchdown in the fourth. Um, Geno Smith, 254 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Not really quite sure what happened to Kenneth Walker, unfortunately, because I traded almost the farm for him in a sense, like three players for that guy. And he ripped off like a 42-yard carry, then wasn't seen from forever. And I know it was a tough matchup and just didn't really fit in with the game plan, the scheme, and how the things were going. But eight carries? Come on, man. Um, Amari Cooper was the leading receiver, but nothing crazy. I saw him dropping balls left and right. And, you know, it was a good, hard-fought, chippy game between two gritty teams, and it didn't disappoint. I, I don't feel like it disappointed at all. Excuse me. Once again, P.J. Walker got the start, got sacked three times, threw two picks. Um... I believe the first loss of his NFL career as a starter. Um, so that sucks. <laughs> um, Julian Love and Reek Woolen both got picks. And um, who is it that I wanted to... Uh, I can't remember. I'm having a brain fart. I apologize. Oh, it was Jordan Brooks. I don't know what it was, but every time I, f I feel like I was looking over at this game, I just saw Jordan Brooks making a play and was on the screen. Ten tackles, a sack, two quarterback hits as well. He was all over the place as far as ruining the day for P.J. Walker. And, you know, this is a good win for Seattle. You know, this is a game that Seattle needs to win. They failed to cover the spread. I'm surprised that they were given four and a half. A lot of that has to do with the fact that P.J. Walker was starting and Vegas was kind of shafting people. I wouldn't even have touched this game. But it did hit on the over, so that, that was good. I don't think a lot of people would have expected that. But a good one for Seattle. They needed it. And Cleveland, I mean, kind of a shame, dude. They just seem to be in purgatory once again, one way or another, with the quarterback position. And I don't know, dude. They're, until they have Watson come back, and even when Watson was playing, he wasn't playing like lights out football. Barely cracked in top 15, if I'm being honest. And but they're still four and three. That's the crazy thing about it. Just because their defense is so good. So they're gonna be interesting to see how the their record progresses throughout the season. Uh, moving on to the next game, the surprise of the weekend and the prime example of the NFL being a week to week league. The Kansas City Chiefs go into Denver and lose their first road game of the season, twenty four to nine. Pat Mahomes held without a touchdown pass, two hundred forty yards, two picks. Travis Kelsey, six catches, 58 yards, but it was Russell Wilson. It was Justin Simmons leading the way for Denver at home to get their first win over the Chiefs in fucking 17 million years or some shit. Um, I mean, the Chiefs didn't even score a touchdown, dude. That's crazy to think that this Broncos team that gave up 70 points to the Dolphins, who the Chiefs play this upcoming week in Germany, which is fucking stupid. That they're playing in Germany at 9 a.m. or 9.30. The same Broncos defense that gave up 70 points to Miami didn't even give up a touchdown to Kansas City. And played them close just a couple weeks back, too. I don't know. I don't get it. Russell Wilson, 12-19, 114 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 
Got sacked six times, though, which is crazy. I mean, but nothing really wowed you on the offense side of the ball for, for Denver. It was more so just the defense, dude. Justin Simmons with the pick. Jaquan um, McMillian. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that with the pick as well. And uh, no, I mean, Pat Mahomes apparently diagnosed with some type of influenza symptoms and some type of uh, illness before the game. So obviously under the weather, clearly that's no fun and something you can't just glance over. But you're never going to make excuses. And he's never going to either. But good for Denver, bro. That, I mean, improved to three and five, and and a team that's a lot shittier of a team than three and five would indicate. I feel like if you really have been following them. Moving on to the next one, the Baltimore Ravens knock off the Arizona Cardinals on the road, 31 to 24. Improved to six and two, four and one on the road. Arizona falls to one and seven. Gus Edwards had himself a day, three touchdowns. And Ravens defense was also a big part in this game. Two interceptions. Um, Trey McBride, shout out to him. Ten catches, 98 or 95 yards, and a touchdown in relief of Zach Ertz. Um, I mean, this game was nowhere near as close as the scoreline indicated. The Cardinals got a touchdown in the first quarter, then didn't score again until like seven minutes in the fourth and got 17 points in the fourth quarter to make it a seven-point game. But up until then, it was like uh, 21-7, 24-7, 28-7, whatever it was. Other than that, I mean, I didn't really watch this game other than the fact that I, I had uh, Zay Flowers in fantasy, so I was just keeping an eye on him. But I, by no means, had any necessary reason to watch this game. But, I mean, bad beat for betters, though, because I'm sure a lot of people probably bet the uh, the Ravens to cover this game at minus 10.5, and, and thanks to those 17 garbage-time points, they didn't because Arizona only lost by 7. That's crazy. Zay Flowers was kind of non-existent, though. I mean, only 19 yards and five catches. How does that even happen? I mean, they were just running the ball all over Arizona, and that's what they did, and that's how they beat them. Yeah, just a game where you expected Baltimore to win, and then people are going to give them shit because they didn't win it more handily, but I'm not going to let that affect them at all, and you'll see that in my power rankings. Then, uh, excuse me, I believe it was the last 4 o'clock matchup to round it off. The Cincinnati Bengals. Come in to San Francisco and knock off like I predicted them to be. The San Francisco 49ers, 31-17, and the Niners lose three in a row. Brock Purdy, two interceptions, one touchdown on 365 yards passing. Mixon had a very good, very efficient game. Had a touchdown as well. George Kittle balled out for a career best in receiving yards, I believe. Might be wrong. Um, nine catches, 149 yards. Balled out for me in fantasy. Joe Burrow threw three touchdowns. And honestly, just really set the tone early in this game. It was a hell of a play. It looked like Justin Fields out there and then some. Just somehow ducked out of him, broke two sacks, like two for sure sacks. We're like, okay, yeah, there's no way he's getting out of that. But he does and throws it downfield, scrambles away, throws it downfield, completes the pass, and then it's just like, okay, that's how this game's going to go. And that's how it went. DeMar Chase looked good once again, got me some good fantasy production. And look, man, I told you guys weeks ago, the Bengals did the same shit last year. They're doing the same shit this year. They're just now hitting their stride, and their schedule's not getting any easier. We've broken down on the show already, and I said the same thing then. I'm going to say the same thing now. It's in their hands, and I think they can they can really live up to the task, and they can do it. I mean, Joe Burrow's just a winner. Everywhere he goes, he wins, and he's a legit top-five quarterback in this league. He really is. Moving on to the Sunday night matchup. 
<sighs> got my Chicago Bears going to L.A., going to the West Coast, and just getting mollywopped by the Chargers, 30-13. to 13. Got down early, 14-0 after the first quarter. Justin Herbert started this game like 13-13, for 13, finished 298 yards, three touchdowns. Eckler was their leading receiver, seven catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers playing for their season at this point. No way they're really going to lose this game. I know I was saying, book it, Bears going to win, Tyson Bajant. But, I mean, realistically and objectively, I was not expecting us to win this game. I was just looking at evidence in past history. The Chargers play down to their competition. Brandon Staley's arguably the worst coach in the league, or just needs to have a dick measuring contest with Matty Rufus to see who's the worst coach in the league. But since it just matched up head-to-head, it all goes to Averfus now. But this was just embarrassing. Another one of those inconsistent Bears performances. There's the highest of the highs, like last week against Vegas. Then there's shit like this, the lows of the lows. Bayesian, two interceptions. One was really bad. One, I'm just like, eh. Cole Komet got involved out of fucking nowhere. Ten catches, 79 yards after having, like, no catches in the combined games that Bayesian's been in so far. DJ Moore only four catches, 55 yards. Was showing some frustration in this game, and you can see the pictures afterwards, and even during the broadcast, dude was wide open, and Bajent was just not seeing him and checking it down time and time again. Chargers ended up covering. I actually lost money on this game, too. I thought the Bears were actually going to cover plus nine and a half, but just didn't get it done, and just went back to the good old Bears, man. Um, over under 44 and a half, finished at 43. That's a tough one. Another one of those right in betweens. Like, honestly, when it comes to over under, like if it gets to like forty three and a half, or honestly even forty three or higher, I it has to very be very selective on the matchup for me to hit the over. Um, I like it when it's around that like forty forty one range. But I'm not gonna really say too much about this. I'm just gonna leave it for the Windy City Reports episode that will be coming out um, in the next day or so after this comes out tonight before the Thursday night matchup. But yeah, I mean, just going for the draft capital at this point, baby. Like I said, Panthers won. That sucks. Um, The Cardinals now hold possession of the number one overall pick, which really sucks. But we're at two and three right now. And, you know, I mean, it's the Chargers. This team is way more talented than us. They should be winning this game the way they did. And, you know, reality set in, you know. So moving on to the Monday night game. We had the Las Vegas Raiders coming into Ford Field and playing the Detroit Lions. 26-14 to 14 victory for Detroit. Um, once again, Jameer, J- Jameer Jibs. What the fuck? Jameer Gibbs carrying this team, really. Amon Ross St. Brown, once again, efficient, productive, six catches, 108 yards. But back to Jameer Gibbs. 26 carries, 152 yards, one touchdown. Back-to-back weeks as just the, full s- the, the, the sole focal point of this offense and just like I said, at the very first game after that Thursday night matchup against the Chiefs, he didn't, he did not get a lot of touches, but when he did, they were explosive, they were electrifying, electrifying, and every time you're on the edge of your seat thinking like, okay, is he about to break this? You know, like that's just what he does. Every time he was bouncing off a tackle or spinning out of another tackle, and those those plays are starting to break out like you're sitting there waiting on him to do. You know, um, also had another five catches, 37 yards. Sam Laporta. Continues his historic season as a rookie tight end. Eight catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Shout out to him. Have him in my other league. In the league that we still do have a fantasy spot for the tight end. And he's been killing it for me. Alex Anzalone, 
Seven tackles, two sacks, three tackles for a loss, two QB hits all over the fucking place. Tracy Walker balled out. Aleem, sorry if I'm saying that first name wrong. McNeil balled out. Julian Aquora balled out. I know Trevor's giving all these guys loves. And but just a great game from the Lions, you know. We expect them to win this game like this. They covered the spread. It wasn't really as close as the scoreboard says it was. But they needed this they needed this rebound win after getting embarrassed by the Ravens. But that's all I really have to say about that game. Nothing really too much. I didn't really watch it for the most part, other than having Laporta and Fancy and just sort of taking a glimpse here and there, but by no means did I have any like reason to watch that. But that rounds up the week eight recap. I'm um, going to move into my power rankings now. Just excuse me while I take a nice sip of my Starbucks coffee. You know, basic white girl shit. Alright, getting into it. Number 32. I have never been so satisfied to give a number 32 power ranking spot in my life. And yes, it's a little bit harsh. Yes, it's because I'm a Bears fan. But it's warranted. They keep losing. They've lost four in a row. They lost to shitty fucking teams. Teams that the Bears have beat. I got the Green Bay fucking Packers at number 32. Now, if I'm sitting here saying, do I think in head-to-head the Bears or the Packers lose to the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Giants, the, or maybe even the Patriots? I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't say for sure. But, I mean, you can't say they're not. They couldn't lose. I mean, like, they've lost four in a row. They've lost to the fucking Raiders. They just lost to the Vikings, who lost Kirk Cousins later on in the game but like I said with everything in me the most satisfying way I can possibly say number 32 the Green Bay Packers number 31 moving on the 1 and 7 Arizona Cardinals they probably should be number 32 but fuck the Packers that's why number 30 picking up their first win moving up two spots at the Carolina Panthers shout out to them um, number 29 got the New York Giants yes they lost the game they should have won but I'm not putting them below the Cardinals, below the Panthers, or even below the Giants, any, or the, below the Packers anymore. 28, got the Las Vegas Raiders. 27, New England Patriots. I know the Raiders beat them head-to-head, but honestly, nine times out of ten, I, I do think the Patriots win that game. Number 26, Washington Commanders. 25, Chicago Bears. 24, Denver Broncos. 23, Atlanta Falcons. 22, got the Tennessee Titans. 21, the Indianapolis Colts. 20, got the New Orleans Saints. Honestly, from 20 to 26, 27 is so interchangeable. They're honestly all solely placed on head-to-head because a lot of these teams have played each other, and that's how I sort of have it set up. So it worked out. Excuse me. Moving on to the rest of the top from 19 to 15. I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trending down, like I said, probably going to fall out of the top 20 after next week after they lose again. I think they're going to lose the Texans. I really do. Another one of those matchups where they're right behind each other. We have the Houston Texans at 18. So like last week, I had the 10 and 11 with the Browns and the Seahawks. I got the 18, 19 with the Texans and the Bucks. Um, I'll get into it, but I, I think the Texans will purvey with the victory. Is that, did I even use that right? Damn, I'm retarded. Um, number 17, got the Los Angeles Rams. Number 16, Pittsburgh Steelers. And... Cracked the top 15 this week. A little high, I would admit it, but a lot of these teams are interchangeable, and they can go back and forth with being matched up head-to-head. But I got the New York Jets at number 15. I'm just, it's Robert Sala, it's this defense, it's Brees Hall, it's Garrett Wilson. And, I mean, Zach Wilson, somehow, some way, he's getting it done. They're 4-3 in the season. 
they have a winning record. They are not completely out of the playoff push. Somehow, someway. Number 14. Another team, especially now, due to Kirk Cousins, relatively high, honestly, at number at number 14. But they've won three in a row. They just traded for Josh Dobbs. We've seen what he's been able to do in Arizona this season. He's going to make them competitive. He's going to make them formidable. And once Justin Jefferson comes back, I mean, that offense is always going to be elite. That offense is always going to be a threat. And that defense, they just sort of pick and choose when they want to play good and when they want to play bad. But Danielle Hunter leading the league in stats right now. And they have some names individually on that defense that are really solid and really good. Number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers. Not the most impressive win. They're not really moving much in my rankings. Number 12, only moving down one spot after the loss of the Seahawks is the Cleveland Browns. Number 11, now I've had them drop more and more week in and week out on this losing streak. But it's honestly, I'm looking at it now and it's kind of crazy I have them out of the top 10. Especially with who I'm going to have at number 10. I have the San Francisco 49ers at number 11. Now, this is a week-to-week power rankings list. I do not think, <coughs> excuse me, I do not think they're the 11th best team in the NFL. But week-to-week, as it's been, they've lost three in a row. That's where they're at. Number 10, their division rival, the Seattle Seahawks. Number 9, Dallas Cowboys. Not the most impressive win. Actually dropped a spot for me. And that's just because of some of the names that I've moved up and <clears throat> how much more impressed I was with some of these other teams' victories that you're about to hear. Number eight, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. They've just been climbing and climbing and climbing. They've been all over the place in my power rankings this season, from in the top 12 to all the way in, like, 25th, moving back up to the top 20, now into the top 10 at number eight, the Cincinnati Bengals. Number seven, got the Buffalo Bills. I would love to see that matchup head-to-head, the Bills and the Bengals. Um, number six, falling out of the top five. Um, actually, actually, not even moving from last week. The Miami Dolphins, number five. I almost, I, I actually, I did put Miami at five first. Then I had this team, the Kansas City Chiefs, at six. <coughs> but then I was like, no, I, I got to give the edge to the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. But another one of those, and that's actually the third one on my list this week, where the teams that are right next to each other are going to be matching off against each other this week. You know, we got Houston, Tampa Bay, 18-19. You got, um, which one was it? Shit, where am I? Um, was there not another one? Damn, I'm tripping. For the second time then. Second time. Then you got Miami and KC facing off against one another. <coughs> but yeah, at the top of my top five, I got Kansas City Chiefs. Then moving up. To number four this week, moving up one spot is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've already said time and time again how I feel about them and how I view them now and where they're at. Um, moving back into the top three of this week, I got the Detroit Lions. Nice rebound win. Still one of the most complete teams in all of football. I still really like Jared Goff. I still really like Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Dan Campbell, Aiden Hutchinson, all over the place. I like what they have. I like what they're doing. As much as I hate to say that, being a Bears fan. Number two this week, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Then rounding up the number one spot, I just I think have set themselves apart as the best team in football right now. Just as of right now, as of right now, the Philadelphia Eagles at number one. Yes, only a seven point win against the division rival, but it's a division rival that always plays them close. We know this, and you have to look at that. And Jalen Hurts continues to play great football. Er, he hasn't been doing it all season, but as of the past couple weeks, continue to rebound and start trending towards playing that great football. Um, but 
what's been my biggest takeaway is that it doesn't matter how they have to beat you. They're going to find a way to beat you. Whether it's on the ground, whether it's through the air, the Eagles can get it done both ways. And they have one of the best defenses in all of football. So there's just no reason why they shouldn't be at number one. Now, moving on, let's get into our Week 9 predictions for this upcoming week. Um, for the Thursday night matchup, you've got the Tennessee Titans, who are winless on the road, going into Pittsburgh and playing the 4-3 and three Steelers. Pittsburgh favored by 3, over-under 36.5. Excuse me, I'm actually going to bet the over in this game. I am. you got Kenny Pickett. Hopefully, he's going to be playing this game against Will Levis, who's going to be getting a start. I'm going to be watching this game. I'm going to be interested. I'm going to be intrigued. It's going to be cold night, 41 degrees. Um, no other type of weather elements, but I'm going to be looking for Will Levis and how he follows up setting the record for the most touchdown passes thrown by a rookie in his NFL debut. And now that there's been a week to watch tape, a week with uh, a very suspect pass defense for the Steelers, but that's not what I'm worried about so much for Will Levis. It's so much that front seven and Alex Highsmith let alone T.J. Watt running at him, play in and play out, and how much that benefits the secondary with Joey Porter Jr. and Minka Fitzpatrick back there. But, you know, <clears throat> it's going to come down to whether or not um, the Titans can control the ground game with Derrick Henry and if Will Levis can handle the pressure and can handle the blitz that's going to be coming at him. I mean, play in and play out. But I, I am going to predict the Titans to win this game. I am. I, I, I don't want to go against the Steelers at home. But I think the Titans, they, they win these types of games. And I'm just taking the quarterback matchup. I know one's just a rookie that's played one game, but the other one's going to be either Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. And I like Derrick Henry more. I like DeAndre Hopkins more. And, you know, it's going to be a coaching matchup of pure class. Mike Tomlin, Mike, or Mike Tomlin, yeah, battle of the Mikes. Mike and Mike. Mike Vrabel, Mike Tomlin. It's going to be a matchup. I'm going to be interested to see. I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be tuning in. But, I got the Titans in this game. Moving on to Sunday's Slater game. I'm going to start with my team, the Bears against the Saints. The Bears going into New Orleans. I really don't know what to expect with this game. But as much as I felt confident about the 9.5 line for the Chargers over the Bears last week and betting the Bears plus 9.5, I am shocked to see that Vegas is giving the New Orleans Saints 8.5 points. Eight and a half points. Now, Tyson Bajan has been the confirmed starter for this game. But with how the Bears are, dude, they're up and down. I think this is a game where the Bears sort of put up like 24 points, 28 points, and the Saints put up like 30. I think the over gets hit in this game, 41 and a half. I think the Bears also cover. Dude, eight and a half is, I'm, I'm shocked to see that. But look, Derek Carr. Just up and down all season. I think he has another one of those suspect games. Jalen Johnson coming off a great game. Uh, not against the Chargers. But um, coming off not getting traded is what I meant to say. And then the whole thing with the contract negotiations. They said it's just on on pause right now. And then it's going to wait to the offseason. It's going to hit the agency market. So who, see, who knows what's going to happen with that. But the, the story of this game is how we're going to be able to contain Alvin Kamara. And obviously we have no pass rush. But... We did just trade for Montez Sweat, so that's also going to be a story of this game as well. It's going to be Alvin Kamara and how we're able to limit him and how Montez Sweat is going to impact this game because when Derek Carr has played good defenses, he's looked like shite. And that comes from the ability to get pass rush on him, get pressure in his face. 
The Bears have a very good back end. They really do. I believe that. Excuse me. Not sure if Deshaun, not Deshaun, Eddie Jackson or Jaquan Bristol will be playing. But I, I do like the Bears secondary in this matchup. Now, I'm going to be worried to see if we get the top blown off us by um, Shahid or Chris Olave. I really hope not. But I, I think if Montez Sweat can come in and make an impact and get some pressure on Derek Carr, then we're definitely more likely to cover the spread in this game. But I'm going to go with the Saints to win this game, unfortunately, probably by about six or seven points. Moving on to the next game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road in Houston taking on the Texans. Texans favored by three. Over-under in this game is 39.5, and, and this is another one that I like the over in. I think they're, they're going to score 40 or more points in this game. T.J. Stroud has 1,800 yards, nine touchdowns, one pick on the season. Damian Pierce, obviously we know, is just not living up to the expectations. Both very stout, very competitive defenses, both very suspect and very poor run games with passing games that have the potential to put up 30-plus points. I mean, any given day, they, they really do. So I'm going to be watching this game. I'm going to be interested to see this matchup. I think the Texans come away with the victory in this one, with a, with a three-point victory. I think they're going to win this game 31-28. Um, to 28. Then uh, moving on, um, I'm sorry, I just completely glanced over the 9.30 a.m. game in Germany between the Chiefs and Dolphins. Chiefs favored by one and a half in this game. The over-under is 50 and a half. That is crazy, and I, I think that is also going to hit. I like that over as well. I think this is going to be like a 38-35 to 35 game, or maybe even 42-35 to like 35 game, dude. Um, Tua has 18 touchdowns, 2,400 yards in the season. Seven interceptions is a little suspect, especially at this point in the season. I really don't know what to expect in this game, but I am going to pick the Dolphins. I'm going to pick Tyreek Hill in a, in, a, in a revenge game. Already has 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns through eight games. And I think he's going to have one of the best games in his career. Um, but that's going to be the difference in this game is, is Tyreek Hill and his impact. Obviously, if you can limit Tyreek Hill, there's still Jen and Waddle that can burn you easily for 10 catches, 100-plus yards, multiple touchdowns. But the, the run game for the Dolphins in this game and Tyreek Hill's performance is what's going to be the difference for me. And who knows how Pat Mahomes is feeling with his illness, traveling over to Germany. That's no easy thing to do, especially if we're not feeling 100%. But... It's going to be one of the games of the year. It's a really fucking stupid idea to have it in Germany at 9.30 a.m. rather than having it as like a primetime 4 o'clock game or a Sunday night, Monday night game, whatever. But I, I think the Dolphins come away in this game as the victors. Moving on to one of the other 1 o'clock games, you've got the Minnesota Vikings on the road in Atlanta taking on the Falcons. Falcons are favored by 4 with the injury to Kirk Cousins taking into account. Josh Dobbs coming in, having to learn a new system. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be one of those games where you can really see it going out of the way. Like, you can never be too confident in this Falcons team. Heineke is going to be getting a start, and I think they're going to be better with Heineke. So, I, I do like the Falcons in this game, and I, I think they win this game by six or seven points, and they, they cover that four-point four, four spread. I'm sorry. Um, watch out for Jordan Addison in this game, go. He's either going to just go completely silent or he's going to pop off for 100-plus yards and a couple touchdowns. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be the biggest performer for Minnesota in this game. I think Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts come to life with Heineke throwing the ball to them. And the Rams are the victory at home. Um, they're 3-1 and one at home. Vikings are 3-1 and one on the road as well. So something's going to have to give. And I, I think it's going to give in the, the Falcons' favor this week. Next game, you got the Arizona Cardinals winless on the road. 
going to Cleveland and taking on the Browns. Don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback yet for the Cardinals. It could be Kyler Murray. It could be Clayton Toon, the rookie. Deshaun Watson is not even cleared to play. No one really knows what's going to happen with that yet. So this is a game where I'm not going to really pay any fucking attention to. It's going to be cold. I think the Browns do win this game because of that defense. It's going to be like a 17-6 to game, in my opinion. I, I, I think it's going to be some shit like that. But nothing I'm going to be any means necessary, interested, or entertained by. Cleveland's favored by 8. Little generous, but I think they're going to cover that. And like I said, like a 17-3, to 20-3 type of victory. Moving on to the next 1 o'clock game, you got the Los Angeles Rams going to Lambeau Field and playing the Green Bay Packers. Matthew Stafford's status is uncertain. It's going to be a cold game, cloudy, no other weather elements. Stafford's already over 2,000 yards this season, 8 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Hasn't really been playing up to the level that you would expect from Matt Stafford to play. Green Bay favored by 3, over-under is 38.5. If Stafford plays, I'm hammering that over. I really don't know what to expect in this game either. Like I said, there's no way LaFleur loses four in a row, but is there really any way he loses five in a row? Back-to-back at home, too? There's there's really no way. This is the last time I'm fucking saying that, but there's really no way. Give me the Packers in this one, and I might just be onto something here and keep fucking picking the Packers so they can keep fucking losing. But I got the Packers in this one. I don't think they're going to cover. I think they win this by like one point on the last-second field goal, last-second touchdown, some shit like that. But I got I got the Packers in this one. Moving on, we got the Washington Commanders going into New England and playing the Patriots. Dude, there's just a lot of fucking duds this week, dude. You got the Bills, Bengals, and you got the Dolphins, Chiefs, and a bunch of fucking duds. But, I, I mean, I really don't even have anything to say on this game, dude. Like, I'm not going to be watching it. It's going to be boring. But I, I do like Sam Howell in this game. I like the Commanders. I like Sam Howell. Yes, I said, for whatever reason, they play fucking spectacular against the Eagles, but whenever they play against teams like the Patriots, against teams like the Bears, it looks like shite. But I think Sam Howell and the Commanders prevail with the... That's what I meant to say earlier. Fucking prevail, not purvey. I'm a fucking idiot. I like the Commanders in this game. On the road, coming in New England. I don't like the over-under in this game. I think it ends up being under at 40.5. But I think Washington comes in here and squeaks out a victory on the road. Then, with the last 1 o'clock game of Week 9, you got the Seattle Seahawks coming in to Baltimore and facing the Ravens. And the Ravens are favored by 6 in this game. I'm not going to touch the spread. I don't I don't really like that 6-point spread. Um, I mean, it really only is a touchdown, which you can very well see uh, Seattle losing by, but I don't think that's worth betting. I would feel a lot more comfortable betting the over-under at 445 um, Lamar Jackson, 1,700 passing yards on the season, nine touchdowns, three picks. Kenneth Walker, 516 yards, six touchdowns, well on pace for 1,000 yards this season. It's going to be a good game. I'm going to be watching this game. Honestly, going to be one of the better games of the, the the week, or let alone the the 1 o'clock slate. I'm sorry. Obviously, the best games of the week are going to be the Chiefs, Dolphins, the Bills, Bengals, which I'll get into. But I, as, for, as far as the 1 o'clock games go, this will by far be the best 1 o'clock game. But with that being said, I have the Ravens coming away as victors in this one, improving to 7-2 and two on the season, and just continuing their path to honestly win that division. I mean, week in, week out, they keep rattling off wins. They look like they're going to run away with that division. Honestly, 
and they've already beat the Browns head to head. They've already beat the now they lost the Steelers, um, but they've already beat the Bengals head to head. So they they still have to play all three teams one more time. A lot can happen, but the the Ravens keep establishing themselves as as favorites in that division for sure, and favorites to be a top three seed in the in the AFC. Then uh, moving on to the first four o'clock game, um, very boring game in my opinion. You got the Indianapolis Colts heading to Carolina playing the Panthers. I got the Colts in this one. They're favored by two and a half. I think they win this by a touchdown. I think the over in this game will hit as well, 43 and a half. The Colts are in high scoring games week in and week out. Like I said earlier, I'm riding with Minshew Mania. I'm riding with Jonathan Taylor. I'm riding with um, Josh Downs, and I need them to perform and show up. I don't really care if they win, but I just need them to show up. Just show out, God damn it. But I got the Colts winning this game um, as a road favorites. Then you got the Giants taking on the Raiders in the next 4 o'clock game. Just another fucking snooze fest of a game, dude. This game, this week is just full of absolute snooze fest. Then, like, five really good fucking games. I'm here for it, though. I, I am. Um, Las Vegas favored by two in this game. I think the Giants win this game. I do. Not quite sure what the situation is with Danny Dimes still as of now, but Jimmy Garoppolo is getting benched. Aiden O'Connell is going to be playing this game. Um... But I, I like the Giants. To, I like the Giants to win this game. I also like them to cover plus two as well. Um, but I will say the story of this game will be whether or not Aiden O'Connell is able to get the ball to Devontae Adams. I think Aiden O'Connell being in benefits Devontae Adams more, and if they can get going, that could easy, very well be the difference of this game. But I got the Giants plus two and coming away with a victory as well. Then the last four o'clock game. Of Sunday, you got the Dallas Cowboys heading into Philadelphia and playing the Eagles, who are undefeated at home and seven and one on the season. Philly's favored by three. Um, I'm honestly surprised about that. I thought it would at least be four, no more than four and a half, but I thought it would at least be four. Um, you know, we're either going to see the Cowboys come in and have a really good fucking game and come away with the win, or they're going to fucking get blown out by like 28 points. It's what the Cowboys are. It's what the Cowboys do. And just for the sake of my viewership. As a casual NFL fan, or just someone that doesn't care for both these teams, I hope that does not happen. I want to see a great game. 46.5 is the over-under. I honestly wasn't be surprised if that actually hit the under. I'm not going to touch it, though. I'm not going to touch this game at all, betting-wise. But um, I got Philly coming away with a victory in this game. I'm not really sure how it's going to go, but I think Philly's just too good. And whenever these games come up, the Cowboys just play like a shell of themselves. And I, I, I'm going to lean more towards that happening once again unfortunately then moving on to the Sunday night game you got the Buffalo Bills heading to Cincinnati playing the Bengals for the first time their first matchup since the DeMar Hamlin thing last season and you got the Bills who are looked one and two on the road Bengals are two and one at home winners of two or three straight they're finally finding their groove this is going to be one of the games of the week as well 43 degrees in Cincinnati Buffalo they're no strangers to that of course since he's favored by two in this game, the over-under is going to be 49.5, I believe. That's actually going to hit under. I, I, I really do. I think this is going to be like a 24-21 to 21 game. But I, I think the Bengals are going to pull away with a win in this game. I, I really do. I, I like the Bengals. I've been saying it all season. I've been riding with them week in and week out. But I've also been giving them their shit when it's due and when they've been playing bad. And I've been penalizing them for that. But I think, like I said, just like last year, they're getting into their groove. And they're going to start winning these games. 
but they need to win because their schedule is not going to get any easier. They still have to play their division, and this is a game that they need to win, and they need to make a statement in this game on Sunday night, prime time, NBC, standalone game, as Dan Patrick would say, and I think they get the job done. I like Joe Burrow over Josh Allen in this game because Josh Allen's due for throwing a couple punts, and I think that's going to work in favor of the Bengals pulling out as victors in this game. Moving on to the Monday night game to wrap up the Week 9 predictions and to wrap up this episode as well. 8-15 Monday night on ABC and ESPN. The Sa- uh, oops, almost said San Diego. I wish it still was San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers take on the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. The Chargers are 3.5 point favorites on the road. Justin Herbert, 1,890 yards, 13 touchdowns, 4 picks on the year. Brees Hall is finally getting going. Keenan Allen's having a great season. This might be a sneaky good matchup. Honestly, I think it will be. Um, I really don't know how this game's going to go. 40.5 for the over-under is a little high. I like the under in that one, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull away with the Chargers winning this game in a close one. I think they win this game by a touchdown. Just touch that defense and, and that run game for the Jets. But I, I, I would not be surprised if for whatever reason the Chargers find some fucking way with Brandon Staley and Herbert not being the most clutch quarterback to fucking lose this game. I, I would not be surprised at all. But that's going to wrap up my Week 9 recap. My I'm sorry, my Week 9 predictions, my Week 8 recap, and my power rankings as well. Um, then just to get that out there, the Broncos, the Lions, and the Niners, and the Jaguars all on buys this week. So I know Trevor did his uh, like bye week sort of Lions episode, so make sure you check that out. Um, also, make sure you check out the Magic Mondays episode one that I dropped this past Monday. Um, last week on the recap for the NFL episode, we announced that that was going to be coming out. So that did. And um, I'm excited. It was a very good episode. I feel like it was awesome to get that out there and cover that team. The Magic off to an up and down start so far. But make sure you please check that out then. Also, like I said earlier, make sure you stay alert for the Windy City reports. I think episode 10, that's coming out either today or tomorrow. Um recapping the Chargers game and looking forward and looking ahead to the Saints game and also touching on the Montez sweat deal and just the trade deadline in general. But that that is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much if you stuck around through this entire episode, through that little cut. Hopefully it wasn't too awkward or too bad for you guys. And like I said, hopefully it wasn't longer than those two seconds that Trevor promised for you. But thank you guys for tuning in once again. And as always, stay awake. Tune into all the socials, TikTok, Threads, Instagram, Twitter, at Two Time Reports. And you guys have a good one. Peace.